Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to a couple of flicks. I am Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. <sighs> and here we are today on a particularly hot summer, just kind of chilling for a moment and discussing these uh, three films that, one of them's rather watery. So, um, yeah. uh, I guess what, another one has moments that are watery too but all right we'll let's we'll talk about that <laughs> soon but um before we talk about those uh has anybody watched anything lately that you'd like to discuss or mention or talk about i saw the new ryan gosling netflix movie the gray man what that, were your thoughts on that one? Was, wasn't too great it was like your standard action fair but mm. yeah. The, the Russo brothers did it, so. Oh, okay. That's why know, I'm they, curious. Yeah, they, I think they took away from Marvel, like, use a bunch of CGI, because there was a uh, bunch of CGI. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of ruined things a little. Some of the action scenes were weird. Yeah. That's frustrating. Like, but, was, were there, like, um, like, were there a lot of moments where it kind of felt like, they could have just done it practically and it would have been fine. Like, Yeah. Like the first few action scenes were like covered in like CG smoke and fire and stuff. It, it just took away from it. And then the editing is so weird. They're trying to use some FPV drone shots too now. Dang. Those drones. Yeah. Everyone's using them. Yeah. They're like, it was like a fight scene between two people and they like, shot a, a extreme wide shot of it from a drone I was like it's unnecessary that's strange yeah hmm. oh man people have been kind of abusing drone technology when it comes mm -hmm. to filmmaking oh they, yeah i mean they i can't even count like the number of short films that exist in this world like some of them even feature length that are literally just nothing but drone shots and narration like Yep. And that and that's it, you know. Like Which, over the forest, like the shining guy, they're going for that shining shot before. Yeah. They all have that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like I love drone technology. I think it, you know, it can make make for some gorgeous shots and stuff, but uh, people just have over overdone it, you know. Yeah. And they have to it has to be done with more nuance. Yeah. Anyway, Hopefully it'll be just a trend and go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about the Gray Man actually. You know, I know like Danny Pintaro was complaining about it on Facebook earlier. That's about it. <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about it otherwise. Like, I don't even know what it's about. So, yeah, your standard action fair hitman kind of. I guess it's a book series. There's like eleven books apparently. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Uh, we'll, we'll see how many they make. <laughs> I think I'd sooner. I I think I'd rather watch like a sequel to Moonfall than a sequel. To <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. Maybe they'll make a sequel. I mean, I don't know. Was it entertaining aside from the CGI? Or? 
Yeah. It was all right. Good. <laughs> it's watchable. Yeah. I gave it a three, Gos- three out of five. Ah, excellent. Okay. All right. And Ryan Gosling was pretty cool, looked good, did his thing. Yeah. Stand- <laughs> standard Ryan Gosling movie. <laughs> nice. All right. Here we go. But going to be in that Barbie movie coming up, though. Yep. He's Ken. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying so hard to get like muster up enthusiasm for that one. I keep seeing people talk about like, oh, it's going to be amazing, and I'm like, but it's Barbie, and like, it's also a Greta Gerwig movie. So, oh yeah, that's. I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, that's it's an odd choice for Greta Gerwig to make a movie like like a Barbie movie. I I don't know. That just seems strange. Maybe I'm being superficial. Like, I have to be open minded. It doesn't seem like her style. No, not at all. Like she did Lady Bird and then pretty, or not pretty, a Little Women. <laughs> little Women. Oh my goodness. I don't want to make that mistake. Um, all right, Gray Man. I might, I don't know. I might check it out. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to get back into action movies again. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking, I mean, I guess uh, speaking of Hitman, I watched John Wick 3 last, Ooh. the other night. Yeah, nice. finally. Nice. All right. Took me, took me a little bit, but I finally got to it. And even not like I was gonna watch maybe even two because I forget if I watched two. And I tried to look up yeah. clips online, and enough, it had no recollection of any of them. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure I watched it because I remember the plot of him being chased by all the assassins, and then yeah, the end. He was excommunicado or whatever. But all the clips I watched online of two, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, they kind of kind of just blend together. <laughs> yeah yeah so i Pretty just much. said ah fuck it i'll watch three and i did i liked it yeah it's good shit yeah i know i've seen the first two but i haven't seen the third one yet i i needed to take a break from john after the second one i was like you know that kind of felt like overkill and i think i need to kind of tap out for now you know but i don't know i'm gonna get i'm gonna watch the third one soon i think because one of my friends wants really wants me to watch it and keeps mentioning it to me it's like when are we gonna watch john Wick three i'm like uh, uh sure soon you know like <laughs> keanu reeves all right yes you know so yeah that's good yeah cool all right just released the trailer for the fourth one mm. <laughs> i saw that just what today was it even Yesterday, yeah, Comic Con trailer. Yeah, I do. Wasn't even because of that. I think I saw like the day before or something too. I was just like, yeah, let me just check it out. (laughs) Yeah, coincidence. (laughs) Apparently, Keanu Reeves said he'd keep playing John Wick as long as fans want it. So, who knows how many they're gonna make? I mean, eventually he'd have to do. It'd have to turn to virtual reality plot i think at some point in order for it to be like workable really in the same way or impressive like i don't know maybe but <laughs> counter is like i mean we i i know we all like to think that he, he'll live forever but let's be real I mean, <laughs> he is gonna start slowing down soon i mean yeah but um today i because it so it's fresh in my mind so i'm still kind of processing it so but i watch uh i saw the new jordan peele movie uh nope yes i saw it last night yeah yeah and so yeah i um i gotta say like i'd say as far as like 
ranking goes, I don't think I like this one quite as much as Get Out, but I liked it more than Us, definitely. Yeah, um, 100% and, agree as well, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was definitely, like, ambitious. Um, I kind of I kind of had a few nitpicks and some issues here and there, but, like, I don't know. I really liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. It was really good. Yeah, and I found it pretty scary, too, to be honest. You know? Really? I was going to go the opposite and say it was hardly even a horror. Yeah, like, it was more scary on like an existential level i guess you could say rather than like a visceral level like which is sort of the way i feel about get out but get out is like much more visceral than this i would say although this definitely has some like some unforgettable moments in it for sure so i don't want to spoil it since zach hasn't seen it but i don't know what were your thoughts on it he's frozen ah Hey. You okay? Uh, yeah, my internet just went out for a minute there. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I pretty much was just at, I was asking you like, um, so what what were your thoughts on it overall? Okay, yeah, my thoughts. I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't think though that it was that scary or anything. There was like a one scene I thought was you know kind of scary, but well, it was definitely just more sci-fi, uh, mystery thriller kind of. Yeah. I mean, I got scared by Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So, like, just for a frame of reference, like, I find a lot of movies like this, like, just scary on a base level. Mm -hmm. You know, just because, like, the mystery aspect is, like, it it always sort of puts, like, a knot in my stomach just because, like, I never quite know where it's going to go. And I always have, like, little suspicions here and there. But just the mystery always sort of nags at me. And then, like, as it goes along, you know, I kind of get more and more into it and... I become sort of less scared and more just kind of caught up in what's going on. But still like movies like this, I always get kind of nervous about when I watch them, you know, same with like Mars attacks. (laughs) Yeah. I, I liked when they just said, Nope, (laughs) when they just noped out of stuff, like you see in the trailer and they do it. Yeah. I'm wondering like, comedic effect but it's it's good <laughs> it felt appropriate i felt or yeah. i thought you know yep um and uh also like uh i sort of i i okay so do you feel like the trailer gave away too much yeah i mean he doesn't yes because i wasn't yeah. surprised by any of it yeah like, exactly just, yeah. just except for I feel like it, like like to me at least. I guess I don't know if your opinion differs. That yeah, it gave a little more of a horror spin for the trailer than it really feels to me. Yeah, which is just more like a science fiction, like more maybe action packed arrival, right? Kind of vibes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't watch the trailer before I saw the movie. I watched the trailer after I wa- after I saw the movie. Like, but like. I did have like a couple little things spoiled for me before I saw it. So, you know, like just by like, just because of the hype and people just like puking out their opinions, you know, okay. all over the place. <laughs> but um, I still like overall, I still felt pretty, I don't know, pretty involved. Yeah. In, like the whole style of it. And, I'd say if you've seen the trailer, you know, the plot of the movie basically for sure. Yeah, and, unfortunately. 
Yeah. But, but yeah, I would say it's his most ambitious film, honestly, for sure. You mm-hmm. know, just because like, I don't know, there was, there were kind of a number of different little human dilemmas going on in it, which I yeah. appreciated. So. And the characters were great too. I loved all yeah. the characters in it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Same. Yeah, I did too. Even the ones who, you know, kind of pissed me off, but I, <laughs> I still, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any, anything else or? No. No. All right, cool. So I guess, uh, all right, I'm going to talk about the movie that I chose. It is the 1989 movie, uh, titled Leviathan and it was directed by George uh, Cosmodos who also did um, uh, Rambo 2 First Blood uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 and um, Cobra so those are both movies I really enjoy so this guy's got a vision I guess you could say Um, and I think he's probably most well known for Tombstone I'm guessing you know just because I don't know that's kind of the name associated with that movie so um had either you seen or or heard of this movie before i had chosen it um not necessarily like i'm looking through now i could have sworn that i saw i don't know a review or recap of it or something because it seemed real but yeah i don't know like i thought maybe the red letter media did a review of it or something but i can't can't find it if they did or didn't but okay but no, not really. All right. Yeah, I think, I think I might have seen it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Yeah, did it feel familiar? Yeah. Yeah, it's for me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I. that's the thing. It, it felt kind of oddly familiar too, but I can't figure out if it's because I've seen it before or if it's because I've seen so many movies like it. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember like specific things like... Um, What's his name? Daniel Stern. I definitely remember him in this. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, was Ernie Hudson for sure. He's yeah. one that I remember being in a movie like this of some sort. <laughs> Unless he's been in more than one alien ripoff. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. Okay. So. I I, ha- I I mean, this is a movie that my dad has had. I mean, my dad has a lot of underwater horror sci-fi movies. And I didn't know if this was a horror movie or sci-fi movie when I chose it. Like, I I looked it up and it said something about, like, it taking place in the year 2027. 20, so I was like, okay, I guess it's sci-fi. But I get turns out it's a horror sci-fi. <laughs> so surprise, surprise, you know, roll of the dice. Um, <laughs> so that I didn't expect. Um, but as far as the movie goes, um, oh, well, okay. So it, it's a monster movie. Um, I think it's fair to say, um, it, it's basically, it's about a group of miners who are kind of going underwater for, I think a month or three months or something like that. They've, they've kind of, they've been assigned this sort of underwater sort of excavation situation by this head honcho martin fella and um let's see it stars okay the main reason i was interested in seeing this is because it stars peter weller who we all know and love from the great american classic robocop 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, the guy's just got such a great face for genre movies and <laughs> just perfect. And in this movie, he plays the, the basically the person in charge of everyone. And he's basically a by the numbers kind of fella. You know, he's a real rule follower. Um, and so he's kind of, he's really kind of trusting this Martin boss to really to do the right thing and come through in this whole situation. But early on in the movie, the doctor that is on board, that is on this submarine, I guess you could say, um, I mean, it's a submarine, right? I think it's like a, just an underwater base. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cause they are, they're only like about five miles or so underwater so. I think it was um, yeah, only two even. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that makes more sense. But um, yeah, the doctor who's on the ship very early on in the movie says to Peter Weller's character, like, "You're in for a rude." He says the perfect line. He's like, he says, "Like, you're in for a rude aw- awakening or something like that, or a rude experience, something horrible." Yeah. Um, yeah. When he's talking um, about the uh, corporation, the Martin Martin's a, f- a girl by the they call her. Oh Martin. yeah. 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 Like, yeah she's like this creepy lady with these like did you notice her her eyes were all like sketchy like mm-hmm. she looked like a like a star trek villain or something mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 exactly like um there's even one moment in the movie where it, it, where it's like the, this movie is so ambitious there's one there's a scene where after peter weller talks to her on the monitor it like goes through the computer into her space and it shows like a close-up of her face and she's all like just dead-eyed like i don't give a fuck about these people type of person it's so creepy you know so she's definitely somebody that you that you root to hate you know um but let's see and i'd say one defining factor of the pete the weller character like the captain or whatever he's also a little in under in over his head yeah, because because they they hired him just to be like because he's a he's really a really good geologist, so and they're mining, so they hired him for that. But he doesn't really necessarily have any like managerial type skills or how to yeah. you know divvy up you know workload and stuff like that. So he gets in a bunch of shit with his <laughs> subordinates, calling him out mm-hmm. on you suck at your job, and he's like, I know, I'm just a geologist. Yeah, so. I mean. These people don't even trust each other. You got Daniel Stern, who pervert, pretty much. Um, you it's fun to Jesus. see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you got Jesus, who he's getting into trouble. Jesus. Yeah, D. Jesus, <laughs> who who he's getting into trouble every five minutes. Um, yeah, he, like he, he almost dies like within the first couple scenes because just yeah. a, his machine started breaking or his power suit underwater yeah. suit whatever the fuck that was yeah we should warn you that's what type of movie this is it's the type of movie where people are almost dying after the credit oh the opening credits have barely rolled like and the people are almost dying so that's great and daniel stern makes fun of him for almost dying too like it's just like these people are really annoying and they obviously hate each other they obviously are sick of each other you know but they're almost at the end, so it doesn't really matter. It's, yeah, it's like, like you know, three days, three or four days at the start. Yeah, exactly. So they basically just the movie starts off. They all they all start off hating each other, but they'll they're willing to tolerate each other for a couple more days. Um, but unfortunately, they find a, a Russian uh, ship 
that I, I think it turns out it I think it actually um it was it was actually intentionally sunken from what I understand um or that, at least that's what I gathered actually no yeah you do find out later on in the movie um that it was it was uh sunk intentionally and you find out what why. the characters There's, assume that's what they assume they never I, they never got yeah actual oh no uh, they did they did it was it was right near the end shortly before they got off the boat there was that last message on the screen that said like it was like a real sacrificial message like i'm doing this for the greater good of mankind or, that, or no, something like that. that's what the cat that's what the doctor did that's oh, what the okay. message he sent when he released the pods out okay that's right, the message that the doctor then. sent yeah we yeah. never we got we assume that's why because the doctor's like these were torpedoes hit from you know oh okay that sunk it not like an accident or anything and then oh okay yeah all right yeah i guess that makes sense okay so that all right cool um all right so yeah so they they uh so they go in there's a bit of a there's some tension when the daniel stern character gets like caught in some reefs or something like that i two worms a, or something they call yeah. them they're yeah. like worms like something you'd see out of it, like a horror video game yeah it was weird That's Giant what fat I, worms. I thought that was, was going to be the the monster or whatever right yeah. or those was, things <laughs> are those real i don't even know yeah i don't know but the under the underwater scenes by the way were really cool and I, from what I understand, I don't think they actually were filmed underwater, but somehow they managed to give off the illusion that they were in some way. Like, I, I was reading a little bit about it like last night, and I, I forgot what I read, but um, yeah, there was some kind of there was, this movie was pretty ambitious. Actually, it was a lot more ambitious than I realized. Like, um, I thought it was going to be kind of a more cheapo type of horror movie, but it actually has a kind of an all-star cast yeah. at least for the time yeah and um the 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 visuals of the ship and everything pretty impressive like pretty incredible good honestly. set it was a good yeah. set design yeah yeah lots of detail um but uh you know daniel stern's dicking around playing pranks on everybody and there's a whole situation where they like he finds like a flask yeah, so when he there, he's he's punished for doing some like bullshit with this other lady who gets revenge yeah. on him, and they go yeah they go into that Russian ship and bring back like a treasure trove, yeah, <laughs> just a random shit, and yeah he, he takes a flask he they find in there yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and there was also like something about um, I'm trying to remember, there was like some video footage that the that they were look that they one of them was looking at um yeah yeah they got a video of uh yeah. the just like the last words of the captain's log on video okay yeah. all right yeah that's yeah all right so um <clears throat> so eventually daniel stern starts getting sick and and that's after he's our like like he he um he they like so this is after um peter weller and the doctor have had the speech about um peter weller following blindly and all this crap um peter weller actually by this point in the movie has already reported back to the martin boss character that um that they might need to kind of get back early because daniel stern's character is like 
you know, getting sick or what, whatnot. And, you know, so he's actually already on top of things, you know, before shit has even gone down, um, which demonstrates that Peter Weller actually does care about his crew very much and is actually putting a lot more trust into, you know, his, the people above him. Then, it, yeah, it makes sense. Like, he actually kind of proves the doctor's point. But um, Daniel Stern gets sick and eventually dies. He's on the table and... Um, let's see there's like some weird scarring and some strange stuff all over that's growing all over him it, they're like pustules they're like yellowish type of pustules that could look a little bit like um kind of like broken condoms you know they're just kind of <laughs> stretched out all over his black back and they look kind of gross and he's getting more and more of them and eventually it just starts growing all over him and um yeah, scales that look all pussy and gross. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, after he's expired, he kind of gets left on a table for, you know, a good 20 minutes or so of the movie. And uh, while he's under the table, you know, like he's covered it by a blanket and a couple of different people sort of walk in and don't really notice that his, like, his form is kind of shifting around and changing shape and stuff. But yeah, Ernie Hudson has like a full-on conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like pats him on the leg, and then the leg moves, and he's like, "All right, I'll let you get back to sleep." <laughs> yeah, I was so confused. It's like, okay. Um, and then eventually, another member, another crew member, kind of gets starts getting sick after like Peter Weller's uh, more or less kind of demanded by this point. Like, okay, emergency now, please pick up because Daniel Stern's character has died. So another crew member gets sick. She starts flipping out because, you know, it's, start, it's you know, starting looking pretty bad, pretty gross and starting to hurt and stuff. She's not having a good time. And then she takes a, she kind of takes a gander at, at Daniel Stern's body. And suddenly his like wrist starts exploding and worms and gross shit start flying out of it. So she has a nervous, like a full on nervous breakdown. And then she, you know, you know takes her own life and so then um after that so now two crew members are dead so now everybody's pretty much panicking and they kind of load both the bodies in one sort of bag to try and kind of transport them to the sick sick bay just so that they're at least away from the crew members and the bag starts moving and shifting and and you know flopping around and stuff and they're so actually trying they're actually trying to dump dump the bodies out out the oh latch. okay because yeah they, they figured that it's contagious and stuff okay yeah. all right that makes sense yeah because i thought that they it seemed like they were go being really nonchalant about it so i didn't i didn't know whether they were gonna because i felt like they would be showing a little bit more like emotion if they were gonna dispose of their friend's bodies but they did maybe, they did a little bit but even one yeah. guy said this is totally on protocol or called oh, yeah. it. like this is totally not okay but he's like well we can't fucking deal with it yeah. or whatever okay yeah to. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I guess, like, I guess these characters do actually make, make some pretty smart decisions here and there, but it doesn't really end up mattering because what ends up happening is, you know, the bag rips open and pretty much the two bodies have sort of uh, assimilated and have, you know, exponentially grown and they, it starts attacking everybody and it, and it actually ends up injuring one of the characters, the, that rig that rig guy who Hob. You know, or hob yeah Hob. by the way he was in turbulence yeah i noticed I, 
when I saw him, I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, so the turbulence, dude. You know, but um, let's see. Uh, a couple different things happened. Okay, so so he's all scratched up, and so they're you know exiting. Yeah, they so they do get it into that uh, like the exit thing where they so they when they exit they go through like you know a little thing with their suits on and it's just like an exit bay and a tentacle yeah. gets snapped off it like reaches yeah. out tentacle gets snapped off and it's still alive yeah the tentacle yeah the tentacle is the only thing left for the creature that ends up surviving essentially at least on and, the inside of the ship yeah i don't know what happened to the rest <laughs> i guess it somehow made it don't know how many there are or how they really work really if they yeah. combine at some point but <laughs> well i mean it seemed like there was a pretty it, a lot more science to it than most movies actually tend to kind of give it um because i mean there are parasitic uh organisms in real life that do assimilate in that way you know where yeah. they take and so like and by the end of the movie it was definitely just one as well yeah exactly and actually the way there's a surprising amount of detail in the creature too you know because like even though it has like multiple body parts and multiple stuff growing out of it you know different faces and arms and penises and all that shit (laughs) um it actually still looks like more or less uh like 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 it still has like body structure like physical body structure like yeah. it can still move you know and yep. so like the creature design in this movie was really cool <laughs> um yeah it's less blob like than you would think oh yeah um creature like that would be definitely had more of like a dinosaur look kind of even remind yeah. me a bit <laughs> yeah it's uh stan winston to be effects too uh, stan looks winston of course yeah I guess, you know, Stan Win and he directed, uh, what was it, Pumpkinhead, I think it was. But, um, yeah, Stan Winston's done some incredible creature designs. So, isn't he, did, he did the thing, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, uh, I get him confused with Rick Baker sometimes, so I could be wrong, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, the creature design was cool. The underwater scenes were cool. Um, all right, so anyway. Uh, they eventually kind of make make the they they draw the conclusion that this Soviet ship that they encountered, um, basically it, what was on the ship was some kind of experimental organism that eventually ended up. I, well, okay, so I my guess and I, it's pretty much the characters' guesses too, and it seems to be the case based on pretty much everything that takes place, and also based on what Peter Weller's character uh finds out about his boss later that this was an experiment created by the russian government and they used it on the vodka in this ships in this boat's um you know uh crew and then the crew drank it and turned into these creatures and that's why the ship ended up getting sunk seems to be the case Uh, am i i think that seems to be right yeah yeah all right cool because a lot, they were kind of figuring this stuff out really fast. Because, I mean, like I said, these people are pretty smart. But, unfortunately, this monster is really smart, too. So Yeah, that actually yeah. has, like, the power to absorb, like, the doctor. At least the doctor theorizes it has the power to absorb, like, everyone, like, like, whoever it kills and eats. Like, it's not necessarily memories, but, like, 
it has knowledge absorbed through it so it knows kind of like it starts attacking certain things that certain characters know about when they Mm -hmm. get absorbed and stuff like that exactly because the first thing it does is it attacks the crew members and it actually manages to get at least a couple of them the um that one the the jesus character unfortunately he gets it um and yeah it's pretty sad too because he's kind of he's begging for his life as he's like as the creatures like assimilating with him and um and ernie hudson's just like oh shit okay hold on stay there i'll be right back and just like locks him in (laughs) yeah i mean ernie hudson doesn't know what to do exactly because it's obviously a parasitic organism and he's obviously dead too because it's like already straight up in his chest yeah there's no and that's the tragedy is this character knows he's gonna die too but you know what can you do ernie hudson you know flees he asks Hob to uh guard the door Hob decides to go get a weapon, which makes sense because, you know, he's going to guard the door with this monster, but the monster ends up ripping its way through. It, um, at some point, it ends up attacking, um, it ends up killing uh, one of the characters. I think it kills the doctor at one point. I know that. Um, but, okay. Yeah, if it can't kill the characters, basically, it basi- it sets to work tearing apart the ship and deconstructing it, tearing out actual vital in- infrastructural infrastructural aspects of it, so that like the act- the literal platforms that the characters are walking on can't even hold up anymore. I mean, it's just going through the ship and ripping stuff, you know, up and trying to get the characters out of their hiding spots. And meanwhile, Peter Weller is trying to keep his crew alive, failing, still relying on the Martin character at some point, who eventually yep, and- comes up with some they, excuse about a hurricane or something yeah, go on yeah. sorry I was, I was just gonna say the hurricane but yeah they yeah say we can't get you out of there at first they say for 12 hours and they're like, yeah shit okay yeah which i already knew as soon as she said like there's a hurricane coming like That's that had to be bullshit because yep. they had less than five days left they would have known this hurricane was coming by now if it was that serious so I immediately knew she was bullshitting, and that already was like, all right, Peter Weller's a dumb, dumbass. Like, what were you gonna say? Somebody was gonna say something. I was just gonna say that what we what you just said about the yeah, the, they oh. knew that the uh, hurricane. I knew right when they mentioned it, the hurricane was bullshit, and yeah, they're they're just waiting for them to die, basically, or blow them up themselves, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a dur plot moment. Like it was literally a part, a moment in, in this film where the character actions are a little bit questionable. But yeah, because they they were able to look up the weather later, and I don't know why they didn't do it the first time. Yeah, yeah. like because Ernie Hudson has a fear of waves when they re- come back up for whatever reason. It's just a little character quirk, and yeah, before ever shit started far. hitting, before shit started hitting the fan, he was you know checking the the weather and it was yeah. fine yeah and so that actually made i that made it easier for me to identify with his character actually because i can't do well with water either you know because i almost drowned at one point so i can definitely identify with like that character trait in, in particular you know so that's why what he does at the end of the movie kind of makes more sense to me you know but we'll get to that um i just i'll say there's a little funny line too is when you know they're going to the skate pods like uh the off the main character what was the main character's name like, beck uh 
Beck, I think, Beck, or Beck. Beck. Yeah, Beck. That's right. He was like, he just jokingly said, "So, how do you feel about waves now?" And he said, "Because he hated them." And he says, "Oh, I love them." <laughs> As they're running away from the monster. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah. Uh, I forgot almost every character's name except for Six Pack, the the one Six the first character yeah. that got because they say his name so many damn times when he falls into the reefs. Like, mm-hmm. like Six Pack, Six Pack, Six Pack. And then later on in the movie, when the girl's getting sick, she's like, "Oh, six pack." They still say his name even after he's dead. They say his main name like an hour later. Yeah. It's crazy. This is one of the few movies I like know all their names. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, you get to know these characters. That's another thing I like about this movie is like, and that's one thing I noticed that a lot of '80s movies are a lot more slow paced. Like, this movie's only ninety minutes, but nothing really starts happening until a good forty-five minutes in. And you don't even notice, like, that's the sign of a good pace yeah. is if you can keep it, you know, a rough, like rough 90, 120 minute ball, like ballpark range and make the audience not even feel the, the, te- the passage of time. Like that's, that's good filmmaking. So, you know, kudos to the overall flow of the movie. Um, but okay, uh, let's see. Uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> the doc eventually gets killed. He, it like gets onto his chest and assimilates with him as well. Yeah. He, like, so the, 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 yeah. The guy, the cop guy that got scratched when they were disposing of the bodies yeah. starts having like a chest burster moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Like even his hand, like his hand had like a mouth on it well, when yeah. he attacked the doctor. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was- yeah that was so gross but so creepy and cool yeah Yeah. there was some like you know yeah stan winston dude like he's so reliable i just but okay gotta finish this all right so uh yeah so oh actually yeah even so from my from what i'm seeing is before he even does get attacked Hmm. uh the doctor releases the pods already even before he gets attacked yeah which I guess that makes sense because you definitely don't want these creatures getting to the surface, you know. Yeah. At, at the same time, you are still kind of using like the original logic. Yeah. Too. So they were making a plan, and their plan B was just to get to the escape pods. Yeah. And then the doc sneakily walks away and uh, mm. releases them all without anyone in them. Just yeah. yeah. So there's that. Yep. He sent a note and says it was for the greater good. Yeah, basically. that was it. No. okay yeah for some reason i kept on thinking that was the note for the pre and i don't know why because it wouldn't have made sense if they were on their own ship but um okay so actually all right so peter weller you know i think he eventually sort of comes to the conclusion that nobody's going to come to save them they're screwed he's going to be the sacrificial lamb since he was kind of the one who got the, in his view the one that got them stuck in this situation in the first place so he does a deep blue sea type of thing where he's like, go on without me type of thing. I'll stick, I'll stick by. And, but then he kind of does his own thing as well and manages to kind of work his way to the surface while the other mm. two. Well, yeah, to there's a bit that, so there's get out. some, there's some action that happens before that though. Before oh yeah. I'll go all the way up. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to so talk I'll... about that sequence? Cause that was really wild. Yeah. So what happens is they, they like, they, like they try, now that everyone's dead, uh, like the do- after the doc yeah. dies, 
Yeah. It's just uh well the other main character we haven't even talked about is really one of the other main characters. Uh oh her, yeah. She's kind of the most was, important character. Yeah, really. <laughs> her name is Williams. She's like, you know, she doesn't partake in any of the tomfoolery, but she's no. you know, a well written character, definitely, you know, dishes it yeah. back, hangs, but she's uh an astronaut in training. So yeah. you know, she doesn't drink any of the vodka. She's seen, you know, yeah. doing her laps around the the station so it's just her um and she's the easiest character to, to like identify with which that's yeah. probably why i forgot she was even in the movie because the whole time she's pretty much there to just sort of give her opinion and it's always the audience's opinion too <laughs> so yeah but go so, on yeah it's her ernie hudson and uh peter weller are the only ones left yeah Hey, they would go to the escape pod and notice they're all missing and they say well we're screwed now uh they get in contact with uh matt what was it martin mm. and matt now she says oh sorry the time has changed 48 yeah. hours you gotta yeah. wait 48 hours the hurricane drifted your way yeah i know this must come as a shock she says yeah. blank dead face yeah. well i should have been like all right screw you mm-hmm so they yeah they start having to go out on their own because at this point uh like because he was still having faith that they were going to help him out but that now you know he was like oh geez now i know you're just fucking with us <laughs> yeah and um there's just uh various chasing throughout the uh the ships they get yeah at one point they get the information that the obituary, the like the the what they're gonna send out to the press has already been written even before yeah. like I think like somehow they got it connected to the internet and yeah all that and oh yeah it, all of their names everyone's names even the ones that were still alive and said, yeah yep, they all died freak accidents bodies weren't recoverable mm -hmm. um yeah it's a conspiracy basically is what yeah. they discover and so and then so now that uh, the monster has absorbed that Cobb guy. Mm. who they show earlier fixing uh this valve with a just a piece literally a piece of bubble gum and just, just i appreciate that, that yeah just funny. some fuckery that's yeah. i guess like a pressure Look valve out. um it was like a pressure valve and the alien fucked that up mm. so they have a 10 minute timer before the hot entire in place implodes yeah so yeah it's just <sighs> basically a run through Big the countdown. yeah basically a run through the run from the monster little sequence there yeah um and the thing i wanted to kind of get to like about the whole sequence was um so i've been replaying resident evil 2 lately oh, yeah. nemesis the whole like the whole <laughs> the whole like last 20 minutes of the movie remind me of like the last like part of that game where you have to fight the monster again and again and because it keeps chasing you and then you escape but somehow it manages to get on like and, and come in and chase you again like and it it keeps growing bigger and bigger and growing more limbs and stuff like it totally reminded me of what happens in this movie mm -hmm. you know like so that was that was pretty cool I, I was getting a little bit of deja vu seeing that I was like whoa that's weird like you know like there was even like a couple camera angles like that I was I could swear that was just weird I you know it's like mm -hmm. what a coincidence I get that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure that kind of thing has happened to you guys before you know but oh yeah this is something that I thought was kind of neat yeah. um okay so yeah so they get to the surface um but well we didn't explain oh, how either oh though. yeah 
Yeah, no, it was an, it was a good move too. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah like um, because P- Peter Weller basically like miracles it. Um, because yeah. the other two get launched out, sort of like other uh, like they got they. There's like like only a couple of the things left that they can get out of. And, yeah. So what they yeah. do this to get out is. They basically like they have airbags that carry yeah. like because in the be- beginning shot I was like hmm, that's an odd thing, wonder yeah. what those are for. They it was like literally just balloons kind of just floating through, and I'm assuming it carried minerals. Yeah, that's like, what it looked like. The carrying device. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. That I don't know yeah. why they would include something. That's just a weird, unique thing to put in. And yeah. then he so he comes up with the idea that he was like, oh, we need to re we need to inflate these to three times their pressure. Get in. Our aquatic suits and it'll bring us up to the sea so yeah. I, thought was, I thought that was a neat way to get out that was yeah that was really neat I, and, yeah and and thought, like, thought of because i just because in like it was one of the first shots they showed those little balloons i was like huh that's interesting i don't know what they're there for but at the end they came back yeah no and it was super sophisticated like i i just I don't know these guys, and also like this. I just want to mention those underwater suits at the beginning. Like, I still can't get over them, you know, and just how huge they were. I can't imagine being in something like that. It was it was just so weird looking, you know. Yeah, it's like um, uh, power armor from the Fallout games. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Ugh. Um. So they get to the surface. They managed to survive a shark. It's that like, was weird. That was just so weird. I don't so know why that was. Yeah, so yeah. unnecessary. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah Peter uh, Weller too. You know, sends the other two out and then fights the monster and then gets out in the nick of time. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been cool if it. That would have been cool if it assimilated the shark or something. But <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, just a random but, shark attack that lasted like twenty seconds. I was like, what? Wait, because they're yeah. all out. The the rescue helicopters coming in, and then the shark starts attacking. I was like, "What the? Yeah. Fuck? Okay." And that it was really like ha- it was like happy ending moment too. I could have like, okay, yeah. there's that really really bothered me a lot because I know how much disdain George Cosmodos has for humanity because I've seen Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Cobra. It, like he kills characters in his movies like he gets paid for the body. Like he he's he'd be willing to make a movie where these characters survive a giant experimental monster on an underwater craft only for a couple of the characters to get bumped off by a shark. I feel like you know what? I would have liked it honestly. I would have liked it if they killed all the rest of the remaining characters. That way, there are no survivors. The only survivors killed by the sharks. I would have liked that ending. (laughs) That would have been insane, but. Yeah, that would have been funny too. Um, but they managed to get rescued by the Coast Guard, all three of them, or so they thought, actually, because little did they know <laughs> the creature survived. Survived the implosion. Yeah. And sadly, Ernie Hudson doesn't make it. He sacrifices his life, which at that point in the movie, he probably figured, you know what, like, at this point, it's probably just easier for me to die than to bother trying to swim away from this thing. So he distracts the monster 
Yeah, that surprised me. And, you know, he bites it. But meanwhile, Peter Weller loads up a stick of dynamite and pulls the tremors and blows the motherfucker up. So that was cool. Um, you know, a little bit of Jaws there, too. Oh, yeah. I appreciated <laughs> that, you know. And uh, it kind of reminded me of, of Jaws, like the way it looked, the way it blew up, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, but it was kind of like, damn, you know. Um, but let's see. So they, then they managed to get back to a boat. Martin is standing there. She goes over to them. Oh, you okay? Yeah, my internet's okay, being cool. a, a little bitch tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, no worries. It's all good. Um, so, oh, did you want to mention anything about Ernie Hudson's character's death? Um, that was unfortunate. I liked, I liked him, and I wish he survived, though. Yeah. That was disappointing. But like, like uh, the ending was like you. I did hear before I got cut out, like the Jaws ending, but I also got Deep Blue Sea vibes from it. With just LL Cool J just randomly surviving. I was like, oh, why couldn't he get the same? Yeah, like, LL Cool J wasn't like the main main, but like he survived <laughs> right? for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Well, I loved LL Cool J in Deep Blue Sea, but yeah, he I was think... like the best character, but he wasn't like heavily featured or the main. <laughs> yeah. Besides you know, Samuel the, Jackson, he was the best. But you know. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, now that was a character death I I never would have expected from a movie mm -hmm. like that. I was um, one of the best deaths in movie history. <laughs> yeah, so I, oh, I still can't get over that because like the first time yeah. I watched that movie, I could sw I was so like sure he was going to be the main character, like one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember. The, died, I remember the first time I watched it too. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, like then I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. You know. Yeah. Somehow tell Miss Jane. Ugh. Oh God, we're spoiling Deep Blue Sea. Okay, so <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let's see. So they blow the they both they blow the motherfucker up. Peter Weller and um, who's the other character's name? The the Williams the is her name. Her character yeah, name. Williams. I don't know. Yeah, you know she, who um basically does most of the physical stuff up to the point where F Peter Weller has to you know battle the beast, I guess, but. <clears throat> anyway, Peter Weller, he gets on the... I love how I'm not even calling him back. I'm just calling him Peter Weller because that's all he is to me. But he gets on the boat. McMartin uh, is or whatever her, the, the, his boss is. Oh, Matt, this was a McDonald's. good... <laughs> Martin. Martin. Yeah, she's... Yeah. This is hilarious, yeah. Yeah, she's standing there. She's like, oh, I knew you guys would make it. Like, totally pretending that, like, she was... Ha even though it's obvious there was no hurricane. And Peter Weller lays her out. Like she says, How are you feeling? He lays her out and says, I feel okay. a lot better. Right. You know? Just cold cocks her. That was hilarious. That was great. And, you know, ultimately, like, that's probably the most that's going to happen to her. Cause, like, you know, she's not going to lose her job over that type of thing, you no. know? Um, so Peter Weller, and right. Peter Weller, like, he probably wanted to kill her, but instead was like, All right. Well, I guess. If I break her nose, that's that works just as well. So that probably should. Uh, you never know. That yeah. company is, you know, that cor corrupt. Probably could get them killed right when they turn the corners. You've seen much. too much. You've seen too I mean, much. Kill them both right there. I mean, in in reality, in a in a perfect world, a character like that would, or a person like that, where it really would get tried for murder because the organism on on the boat was just doing what came naturally to it. It was just killing what came in its way. Whereas she intentionally, uh, you know, left them stranded to deal with this creature. You know, it's like, 
Yeah. But regardless, she got what she deserved. Peter Weller and Michael or Daniels or whatever her name is survives. Williams. Everybody else died. <laughs> Williams, sorry. I just can't the remember. Astronaut, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, like I just, I don't remember these characters' names, but I liked pretty much everybody in this movie, even though they weren't all the smartest type of people. They still made a lot of smart decisions. I love this movie. I thought it was really cool. It was cheesy, but you know, that's kind of why I liked it in a way. It was kind of predictable at points, you know. I mean, I think it's just because I've seen too many movies like this. If I hadn't, I probably would have loved this movie even more. But as it stands, like on its own terms, I, I thought this movie was dope. Like, I would probably, I loved it. Like, I'd give it maybe four to five, like maybe a five on a rewatch. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. The underwater stuff, like, this was my type of movie. Yeah, so. Looks like it. Oh no! Frozen again. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. No, oh, I'm there here. There you go. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on this? My thoughts were good. Uh, I liked it. I was surprised by it. it's definitely well above the production quality of you know most of the movies we do here. Um, yeah. I was definitely surprised. I thought it. I like. I didn't know anything about it. The cast surprised me with, at least with Ernie Hudson. I'm not too familiar with Peter Weller myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked seeing the wet bandit dude, whatever the fuck his name is. Daniel Stern, yeah. <laughs> this, this might be the second, like the only other movie I've seen him in besides those Home Alones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely thought it was, you know, derivative. I mean, even on like uh, one of the posters, I don't know if it was an official poster, it says, you know, Alien meets the the fly. I was yeah. like, I was like, this is a total alien ripoff. Even though I technically haven't seen Alien, but I've just you oh. know seen so much through you know general yeah. osmosis that I feel like I've seen it. Yeah, um, you know how it ends and all that. Probably. Yeah. So. Um, but I thought it was really well done, really good. The characters were great. Um, the monster was cool. Yeah. Um, like they mentioned Dracula, how it kind of feeds off blood, and that was a really funny <laughs> little piece yeah, they put together. Great. What um, did Ernie Hudson say? Like, I forget what he says about we, that. We got a goddamn Dracula on board, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's, he says something like to that effect. But <laughs> yeah. the one I wrote down that he, because he was hilarious, one of the a line he wrote is after um, the lady. Or right before she tells them they only have 48 hours is mm. when they're in the escape pod and she's like, she's trying to comfort them. She says, I know you must have gone through hell. And then Ernie Hudson says, like, gone, bitch, we still in it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I, I guess I'd give it probably like a, Oh yeah, because it's not really bad exactly. Like it's yeah, it's just derivative of like it's could have taken place out space and outer space with very little change in the script at all. Um, mm. So it's some it's something. So it's hard to place when it's good, but you've seen it before, done yeah. better. I'd say like probably like a I'll give it a four being generous even i'd say three and a half maybe but four 
Yeah. Just because it was well done for a kind of a clone of these. Yeah. It's almost the type of movie that's so good that you wish it were bad. Because it should be worse than it is, if that makes any sense. Definitely. (laughs) But it's actually better than average, I would say, overall. But I don't know. What were your thoughts, Zach, overall, in your Uh, your view? I liked it. I also gave it a four. Uh, I liked it because it was like aliens and the thing. Yeah. That's why I liked it. Yeah. 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 Like the cast was great. (laughs) Effects were awesome. Sets were awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I looked up like negative because this movie was pretty, pretty, it apparently was received badly. Apparently, it's not considered a good movie. It's considered bad. Uh, but most of the negative reviews seem to be people just complaining about it being too much like other movies, which to me is like, all right, but what if you haven't seen those other movies? Like, how is it? You know, so it's the reason I like, like it. Weird, <laughs> yeah, like right. it's a weird criticism, you know, just yeah, whatever, but. Yeah, no, I'm glad I chose it. So, but um, cool. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad I finally saw it too because it's one I've been curious about. But uh, this next one we're going to talk about, I, I have seen it before, but I don't I don't know if you guys have seen it. And it's, it, this was your choice, Zach. Yep, I had not seen it, so I chose the peanut butter solution. Yeah, I've been wanting it's a Quebecois production before anybody says anything oh yeah i did, i forgot that it was it was a canadian movie but i <laughs> didn't immediately I was, I was like something's off about this yeah you can usually tell if it's a canadian movie when some something's not quite when something feels a little different you know yeah like, kind of like ginger snaps you know like the way that movie is there's just something different about it you know like, yeah I, nobody 100%. can quite put their finger on it hmm Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So. So. Uh, so. Yeah. So this was your choice. Yeah, been wanting to check it out for a while. Severin released it on. Uh, they released a, a whole kids line, starting with this one. Kids. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, a keyword here. <laughs> this is. I've been I've I've known of this movie. I haven't seen it because you know one of the a podcasts I mention often. How did this get made? Covered it, mm. so I heard them cover it and it sounded wild. And I even just re-listened to the episode too after yeah. watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks. some so I have some interesting facts about it and just okay. so uh, here's an issue. It was Thanks. so this is one of twenty five movies in a series of things called tales for all and it's kind of like a canadian goosebumps is what hmm. they said i did notice that in the in the title credits it was like yeah. number 22 or something like that yeah so i didn't even notice that until i listened to them say that yeah this is an actual like i don't know canadian kids horror maybe it's so what they say is it's like a uh, fairy tale myth type thing that's a, an actual like book story but they yeah. said it's basically like a goosebumps for kid like for canada okay. or whatever all right that's interesting <laughs> now i'll watch the rest of them yeah me too <laughs> I, mean, I don't know this was so yeah. scary <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, technically the Goosebumps television show was shot in Canada, but I don't know if it's technically considered like a Canadian production. I mean, the cast and crew is Canadian on that show. And, you know, of course, like they, but maybe I think they mainly use cast and crew and filming locations there because it's cheaper. So I think that's sort of the main thing, but it might be like an American production company that does Goosebumps. So, so this would be strictly, this is how the Canadians would do Goosebumps is what you're saying. Yeah. Boy, Sounds really... like it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I guess I better uh I better gear up. This movie was insane. <laughs> it was. It was it is very insane. It's more insane than I remembered it being. And I'd seen this before somehow. Like I just I I'm not I don't exactly remember how I saw it, but like but the title always I always remembered the title and I always remember finding it I didn't remember anything else other than the last part of this movie where which we'll get to but that was like that was so messed up to me like and I couldn't figure out why like I I never like made the connection between that and why it was called the peanut butter solution because like we've all seen the movie the last third of this film almost feels like a different movie so yeah basically every act kind of does (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah uh but i don't okay so i don't know how do you want to talk about this like how, how shall we how because it needs to be talked about you know yeah. so we may as well it's got a plot summary from yeah. the first few minutes i was like what the fuck is going on here too yeah so like <laughs> i'll at least say like the first couple scenes were like there's the main character is just some kid named i don't know was it michael maybe yeah i don't even know the <laughs> yeah yeah, and his his sister and his dad all live in a house. His their mom is gone. Yeah, which I did. Which eventually is revealed that she's just like it was so strange that like I wasn't sure if she was dead or not for the first I don't know act at least, just yeah. because of how it was phrased. But she wasn't, and and the sister was acting like it was so bizarre how the sister like <laughs> behaved with yeah. her her brother and her father. It was like she she became the mother wife completely. Like Pretty I don't much, yeah. I don't think she even went to school. <laughs> it didn't seem like it. Like, I think she dropped out. Just that was out. yeah, and this was all within the first few minutes of you know the movie establishing these this family. I was like, uh oh, yeah. what have we what are we watching here with this this because she, she was wearing the yeah. mom's robe and like there was a little bit of voiceover saying that that's doesn't even fit you or it's mom's robe I'm like uh oh what have we what are we about to watch here yeah this could go into some strange territory because like she is pretty much pursuing that role she's even like she's you know taking care of her brother she's she's taking care of her dad she's bringing him food she's bringing him coffee she's rubbing his back you know asking him she how she doesn't doing. act you know. like a kid at all throughout Maybe one or two little snippets. She has yeah. kid behaviors, but she's like <laughs> straight yeah. up a mother character from yeah, almost all of yeah. it. Yeah, for like kind the of last a hero. Act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she does everything in this movie. <laughs> no, can't can't roll out Connie. Can't roll out yeah. Connie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Connie. She she's the Reba McIntyre of this of this movie. You ever you ever watch that show Reba McIntyre where this family had like they're too they're so dumb that they just have all these problems and then she shows up and has to fix them she's reba mcintyre so. <laughs> all right 
go on. Had to watch a lot of that with my mom. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're familiar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's kind of how I'm with the Golden Girls and stuff. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael Baskin is an average 11 year old boy his yes. father billy baskin is a struggling artist and temporary temporary sole caregiver of the children while his wife attends to the needs of her recently deceased father in australia yep. yeah, that, yeah that was a little side plot there that yeah. we didn't learn until two thirds of the way through maybe halfway through yeah, they just said their mom deep. is gone <laughs> Yeah, I just assumed she was dead because the way yep. her the dad was acting. Yep. Yeah. Too. It, was, it was vague. Like, was she in the military? What happened? Yeah. Probably would have been better if she was. I mean, I how they handled that? Wait, could you say that again? I can't. Yeah. Kind of. Oh shit! I said I said it was so bizarre how they handled that whole mom thing. Yeah. 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 Just, comes out of nowhere in the end i think they just needed to have some kind of happy thing happen in this movie or occur in this movie because like oof. okay all right so um so yeah do you do you want to share, talk about the plot or yeah i'll keep going with it um upon hearing the news that an abandoned mansion has recently burned down michael and his friend connie decide to explore the remains and good old conrad who what a trooper yeah (laughs) it's another one of those kids movies uh where the sidekick is cooler than the main character (laughs) he became (laughs) he more or less becomes the main character halfway through yeah and to be fair like the main character in this movie like i mean he's probably the most realistic character in hindsight because he is probably he is about at that age where he's starting to get self-conscious and so naturally he does act very very emotional in this movie um but you know he's the one who's experiencing hardships and he's the one who ends up having to deal with the, the brunt of issues in this film so most of the time conrad's the one doing all the cool stuff in this film you know it's kind of like that movie Daryl, which I think I mentioned before, where the sidekick is cooler than the main character. You know, just that's how it goes with this type of movie, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, outside the mansion, Connie dares Michael to take a look inside, leading. Okay, this says what he sees, even though we don't we don't know, know that till the end. Uh, so, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, to take a look inside leading to a frightening encounter with the ghosts of its homeless inhabitants who had died in the fire so what i wonder too that we don't necessarily know if that like is what he sees the first time he could have just seen the dead bodies and then because the next time he goes he sees the ghosts of them because after they are ghosts that do to give him the peanut butter solution yeah that's true because these because what what happens what also happens is that like he's met these people before because there was a scene early on where he gives you know the one of the they call them winos i don't know but they're they're like homeless people like yeah we see them he gives them some money and it happens to be them who die because that 
thing that burned up was like a little homeless shelter, not an official shelter, but like a broken down warehouse that homeless live kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I subscribe to the fact that they saw, he just saw like dead bodies of, of them. Yeah. Okay. I guess that would probably make more sense. Yeah. He gave them a coin or whatever, or lunch. Did he give him a sandwich? Maybe that he gave him. He, he said they said he gave him all his money in his pocket. He had. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah. see, now I'm being all prejudiced. <laughs> no, he gave him a bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, but go on. Uh, Michael does not know this yet, but his fearsome running with the ghosts <laughs> has given him a mysterious illness, simply known as the fright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael wakes up the next morning to find out that the fright has made him lose all of his hair. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, after a failed attempt with a wig, his wig was pulled off by an older boy during a fight in a soccer game. Oh yeah. The, okay. Yeah. The bullies in this movie again. You know. That kid they, looked like ten years older than him. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, like, so they couldn't get a kid who looked, you know, at least just like a little bit younger, because that kid looked like he, like, he came, like, he was like a military guy or something like that. Like it wasn't even a fair fight. Like it's not like it's not his. It's like the kid was beating his ass in the game. Like he's a loser. That's just the way it goes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole wig thing, and that was you know it was another one of those things where like kid was like depressed because he lost his hair, and then the sister like puts the glue on, you know. But then when the wig comes off, the the glue comes off as well so it's like this really embarrassing thing yeah, yeah. Oh, and one scene even before that they take him to the doctor and mm. like he just he says it's called harem scarum but you're affected with the 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 uh the fright yeah harem scarum yeah, a little weird, odd, peculiar mm-hmm. things in this. And, um, okay, we don't have to talk about the art teacher yet. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, uh... Yeah, the, it cuts right to uh, the ghosts visit Michael in his sleep and give him the recipe for of a magical formula for hair growth. The, mm-hmm. main, the main ingredient of which is peanut butter which it's it's not really no it's <laughs> no. supposed to use little peanut butter <laughs> yeah, yeah one spoonful yeah skippy is what he chooses you know yeah. which one thing i will give this movie a lot of credit for is that had, i like huh it was uh skippy uh gave him some money to me in this <laughs> yeah well oh totally I, but i will give this movie credit for having a much more creative um like much more creative advertising in my opinion than mac and me because even though mac and me had like a cool dance number and all that stuff this movie has like the literal title is the peanut butter solution and then you watch the movie and the, it's it's skippy peanut butter boom the end like it's a mystery what kind of peanut butter it is and you get the answer so that's the kind you should buy <laughs> according to this movie so skippy is the solution mm-hmm. skippy <laughs> specifically the peanut butter solution <clears throat> and the uh the severin blu-ray of it comes with the, the recipe card for it oh uh, that's cute yeah. that's i like that that's funny yeah it's like weird stuff too like yeah 
dead flies. I, I forget uh, what the other stuff yeah, was. Five yeah. dead flies. And they had to, like, when they came to him in his uh, ghost, the ghost form in his dreams, he, they, the lady made him repeat it. Five dead flies on my head. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll, and I'll put it on my head if it's like a singular object. And she like yelled at him, no, there are five of them. So you put them on your head. Yeah. <laughs> so like, she was like, you're, what are you, you don't know grammar? Yeah. Well, no, was grammar. So every, every other scene in this so movie is him talking weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael's first attempt to make the formula is thwarted when his father and sister think he's making something to ingest rather than use topically and dispose of it. Which I can't blame them for. Yeah. Uh, the ghosts return the following night, giving themselves a second chance to pay him back for giving his money to some homeless people. And also give Michael special instruction not to add too much peanut butter as it will end in dreadful results. Mm-hmm. And they just gives him the recipe this time. <laughs> it's like, why yeah. just do that first? I know. That was my, that was sort of a big question I had was like, it would have made more sense to just, you know, get the get it out of the way. You know, so that they don't have to keep bothering him again and again. You know, like ghosts have to sleep too. So. Yeah. <sighs> it's frozen again. Oh, I think so. Darn. Okay, so yeah, so he was at the doctor's, and the doctor was saying something about him having the. So the doctor basically prescribed it for him, essentially. Harem scare him, yeah. We yeah, harem scare him. The fright. Uh, yeah uh oh okay okay so we're going on to the second time all right here we go i found my place here we go okay so then what happens is the ghosts uh kind of give him the solution and he does it a second time but he ends up using too much peanut butter basically basically because i guess he's like worried that it's not going to work or whatever it was runny yeah runny Oh, that like, was it. Because they, the ghosts even warned, don't get it on your hands, or it'll grow hair out of your hands and stuff. And it was starting to like run down his forehead. And he's like, oh shit, uh, I don't, it's going to grow everywhere. Yeah. So he put in another couple of scoops or something of peanut butter to make it more chunky. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it to grow somewhere else. Yeah. Not, not on him, at least. <laughs> not, on this, not on this character. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. They did that too. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, okay, but so, all right. So he puts the peanut butter solution on his hair or on his head. Actually, I'm okay. You know what? I'm curious as to what Wikipedia has to say about this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to Wikipedia to to do us the honors. Meaning, I'm gonna leave it up to Zach to read what Wikipedia has to say. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, Michael successfully makes the formula this time, but ignores their instructions not to overdo the peanut butter and wakes up to. <laughs> The next morning, to find that his hair has already begun to grow after uh, has already been begun to grow after a few minutes. Yeah, and it's like every time they cut to someone else and then cut back to him, his hair grows. Yeah, that's that a pretty cool. charming effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did it several times too. Like the people who made this movie, they did a really good job on the caps or whatever it was they were doing. Yeah, it kind of just looked like they filmed in reverse, like cut his hair a little bit. And then a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, I almost want to pretend that I almost want to imagine they did. Maybe they did. Yeah, um, that's what it seemed like to me, at least until it gets yeah. stupid long. <laughs> well, 
I'm going to get the movie. I'm going to watch the commentary. I don't even know if there is commentary, but I'm going to find out I think the solution is. to this movie. The solution <laughs> to the solution. Yes. <laughs> uh, suspicious of his fast-growing follicles, Connie confronts Michael about his unusual ability. Oh, yeah, and like, the nobody cares that this is happening so fast no the, the dad's yeah. like oh nice yeah <laughs> he kind of envies it actually he yeah. actually kind of loves it like his dad like really digs the long hair like, yeah. so, which is kind of the opposite way a lot of fathers in this country act you know they'll be like yeah you look like a girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, when michael reveals <laughs> To Connie, his concoction, Connie decides to apply some to his pubic area in an attempt to create the illusion that he's going through puberty, <laughs> which they yeah. only really make, do things with that for like a couple scenes and then they just forget it. Yeah, I, th- I think the movie didn't want, the movie itself didn't want to acknowledge it. So it was, go on. It was, yeah, it was funny. So there was a point where you just see it coming out his pant legs. It's all silky smooth, too. It's not like, like pubic hair, really, <laughs> which was funny. And, like, was funny. Uh, and then, so what, I, what I've gathered, too, also happened is, like, there was a scene where he's it's growing, growing visibly, like, lining, and he says, stop. Like, mm-hmm. he tells it to stop, and it does. So from then on, it's not really growing anymore. So he had some type of control over his. Yeah. Because because it was a, a different thing. Like the fright, I guess, caused the other kids. So, but his, and what I heard too, what I read was that in the original cut or a different cut or something is that when he yelled stop, his voice lowered down and throughout the whole movie, there was like a different because vo- different voice overing of it with a deeper voice, with the implication that he actually hit puberty, so his pubic hair did stop growing, but they cut that bit out. So that's I believe yeah. why they kind of ignored it for the rest of the movie. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to dwell on it too. Which you know, I admittedly I actually kind of found it funny this time around. Like I mean, I didn't even remember that happening the first time I saw it, but like when it happened like i actually thought it was kind of funny but at the same time like in hindsight like i don't know necessarily why they would put that in the kids movie but you know i guess it doesn't matter it's it's funny so there were actually most of the laughs in this movie i got were from that conrad character so yeah he was the star of the show (laughs) absolutely and there was one line in particular that i laughed really hard at later on in the movie that i'll mention but go on um, Connie soon discovers that the joke is on him. Pretty soon, Michael and Connie's hair grows to such lengths that it becomes a nuisance for the school and their classmates, resulting in their suspensions. That was a funny Wikipedia sentence. <laughs> 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 All right, anyway. Um... So the kid gets depressed, starts moping. I think at one point he runs away from home and like <laughs> cries under a bridge or something. Um, so, okay, I guess this is when the movie gets really messed up. Like, um, 
and takes a hard left turn. Oh yeah, he goes walking through. He does run away. He's 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 walking through a hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he walks through a hurricane. It's like, what the fuck is this wind? Yeah, this movie really wanted to make sure, like they wanted this movie was misery porn. Central. They wanted you to see that hair float. <laughs> yeah, his Bye. long flowing hair. And that reminded me of a scene in Joe Dirt when he's walking through a storm and his mullet's going too. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, that's hilarious. I still remember that. Um, and by the way, before we talk about the, the real grimy stuff in this movie, do you guys want to talk about the hair gags at all or share your thoughts on those? I mean, Which ones? What do you mean? The... Like, okay, so Connie, like the fact that like he's in school and Connie's cutting his hair and putting it in a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buckets of it or yeah. paper bags of it. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> you know, knowing what we find out later, he should. You know, he had some good stuff there. But yeah, uh, I can say his teacher's like, "This is a classroom, not a barber shop." <laughs> <laughs> and Michael's like, "But sir, it won't stop growing. Please." I want to stay and learn. I want to learn. Educated. Yeah. yeah, or whatever. <laughs> it's like so wrenching. Like he, his hair is, is preventing him from learning. It's preventing him from eating. It's preventing people from even hearing him. Because people are like, what What did you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the eating part, fun. too, was fucking weird. Because he, he would yeah. try to pull up and then it would like close in on his mouth. Like, Yeah. It's yeah. The, he, like, and, you know, at one point he tried, he gets it all tied in a big hair Oh, yeah, going to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that was hysterical. I guess it makes to sense. Sleep, like, yeah. Kill them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this kid's having a bad time and it gets worse. Yeah. And then, like, when he's in the classroom, it cuts to his face. There's like a few strands just coming down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they keep, it keeps growing. <clears throat> yeah. But so, up until this point in the movie, it's been, you know, a relatively standard type of like family fair where you think the kid's going to learn a valuable lesson. But throughout the course of the movie, there's been this subplot that doesn't really become important until this point. Where, so there's this deranged art t- teacher who's like Italian, who, what's his name? Le, Senor. 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 Le Senor. And he's a psychotic art teacher who abuses the kids, his students, and he forbids them to use their imagination. Yes, and he tortures them with yep. his dog. Um, like he's just a psychotic creep. And throughout the course of the movie, you slowly find out that he's actually been fired from a number of schools for terrorizing the students, and the principal doesn't even find this out until like suddenly out of nowhere you know and, and boots him um so he remains destitute and eventually catches catches sight of uh michael and his hair situation yeah he gets and, fired um, from that job yeah right? he gets fired from the general one yeah yeah and um eventually some kids throughout the course of the movie again like later on start going missing eventually some that's lightly putting it almost almost immediately it had to have been 20 kids go missing well well, that's the thing the movie movie treats it like it's a casual thing like exactly it's insane like overnight 20 kids basically overnight because there's no way a long time span happened when he kidnapped michael to getting a sweatshop full of 
20 kids because like it was a conversation between one of the uh, students and connie he was like so do you hear about these 10 kids that got missing 10 yeah. no it's 20 yeah, and my 10, little sister is more. one of them as well 10 more <laughs> go just, missing overnight yeah including my little sister which he just casually throws out there yeah yeah and of course it's no mystery who's doing it um but you know it's still kind of you, you still have to go through the process of finding it out and um there's this whole thing where so michael goes missing and um oh and oh we should mention that the uh the father is actually the kid's hair situation is inspiring his father's art artistic process which is good for the father but kind of you know not so good for michael character so there's this also a scene that's fairly important that he's trying to sell a picture that he's painting for his daughter more or less of a badminton one that said oh yeah i can yeah. sell this to some art to an art dealer but he says sorry not for sale it's yeah for an art, but that art seller comes up later for important reasons which is insane as well yeah <laughs> uh yeah, and then but... yeah and then they they go to that paintbrush store too to try and find out where michael is yeah because oh because they want because his dad's apparently really smart so they want to, I don't know, give him something to help his brain go again or something. Yeah, I think it was because yeah. he was depressed that Michael was gone and they wanted to give him a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. So they go and they find they find a hairbrush that's really doesn't look like it would work as a paintbrush. But he's like, no, her sister's like, I know this hair. I cut this hair. Yeah. It's in it. You know, it's Michael's hair. Yeah. I mean, up to this point in the movie, there's this, there's some kind of mag magical thing going on with the hair, but I, I go, okay, so what did Wikipedia say, though? <laughs> uh, kind of skips around a lot. We... Oh, it does? Okay, should we just summarize? <laughs> yeah, the we rest can summarize of the, movie the rest. Okay, yeah. all right. So, yeah, so, yeah, it turns out the, the art teacher is running a child slave ring where he's making these kids uh make these paintbrushes that are magical paintbrushes because it turns out that michael's hair is is magic and that the art teacher is creating these paintbrushes that if you if you, okay so basically if you if you take the paintbrush and you envision something and use the paint brush on the paper what you're envisioning literally like comes to fruition in exactly the way you want it to which mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't make sense though, because when he went in to look at those magic paintings, like he's like, these places don't actually exist. But the art teacher was telling them not to use their imagination. Like, yeah, there was like, what kind of sense does that mean? Hypocritical, like, yeah, a lot of imagination talk from the art teacher after he was bashing it and shit. Yeah. Well, but it's just funny to me that the movie goes from being about some kid dealing with the hair problem to suddenly like uh, shifting gears into like this whole weird thing of this disturbing, <laughs> disturbing child labor situation. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. It, it was just bizarre. And, and it's and funny, too, because like it, when, it just randomly turns into City of Lost Children out of nowhere. <laughs> and Go like a, a lot of the town seemingly doesn't care that 20 kids are missing. No one's like 
going wild looking for him really There's no police in this movie no and what like how they find him is connie hops in the the back of the truck when after delivery of the hairbrushes is made and he has a yeah. he has a funnel and a bag of sugar which i thought was going to be used somehow to pour in like a gasoline tank because that's how you fuck up someone's car is you pour sugar in the gas tank yeah but no it's like a Hansel gretel which this movie probably may have had some inspiration from but like a hansel and gretel uh trail to lead back to where he was yeah. and when Con- and when connie gets there too he talks to this other one of the workers he's no i'm here to save michael well no like basically only michael even though his sister is somewhere there as well he's like yeah. i don't give a fuck about the rest of you or my sister i gotta save michael I love that. I mean, the sister is such a character, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, some, much of the sugar, it turns out, gets swept up by some anonymous dust sweeper. So she loses the trail, and she, and she loses Conrad, um, which actually, she didn't really care about Conrad. And actually, you know what? Nobody cared about Conrad, now that I think about it. Like, at the end of this movie, everybody hugs everyone except Conrad just stands there smiling. Which is interesting. So, like, there was this, when he's in there, he gets captured, right? And he makes up what we assume to be a story that he has, his dad is dead or whatever, and he's like... So is his dad dead or not? Because like a kid comes up and wow, you he li- he's a really good liar, and he's like, "Is your dad really dead?" And Conrad was just like, "No, go away, shut up." Uh, he didn't necessarily say no. He just said, "Shh," because he was right. trying to do like a suck up to the crazy art teacher to make him yeah. believe that he wanted to be his son for some. Yeah, he wanted reason. to manipulate the art teacher into like turning into his apprentice or whatever. You know, yeah. like that son. He wanted to be his son. His son. Yeah. Just yeah. that's pretty profound, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so Conrad gets kidnapped, but manages to yeah thwart the art teacher, and meanwhile he. Yeah, this is around the time that he gets the, in my opinion, the funniest line in the movie where he's talking to Michael because, okay, so he's doing something really weird with Michael. He's got, he has Michael on like one of those weird like press beds. Yeah, it's almost like one of those Iron Maiden type caskets that, you know, if you got nuked or something, it'll keep you alive and your head's sticking out, but. Well, it's not it's, officially in one, but like his hair is like Rapunzeling down a machine. Yeah, and and that's where the paintbrush hair and all that is coming from. But <laughs> and he's fucking feeding him yogurt to make the hair grow faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is just crazy. And so he's just yeah, basically and, he's basically up there like just shitting and making hair. Like, yeah, that's and that's all. So no wonder you're not holding that much yogurt in, man. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. But um, and then and um, yeah, and so Conrad tell or Connie tells him that these kids are slaves and they're making all these paintings. And he's like, "How are the paintings?" And he says, "They're disgustingly beautiful. Your father would puke or whatever. Or your father would vomit." That was my favorite line in the movie. Um, and so then uh, so eventually the sister finds the sugar trail again after some yeah. searching. And it is also established that these paintings are like portals that you can walk th- into. As yeah, because well. it's they're like CGI looking. They have sparkles and shit too, but they actually yeah. literally say like, "Oh yeah, 
there's because conrad asked one well why can't we escape through the paintings they said oh they're not real they're imaginary one guy tried but it was a dead end yeah but they do manage to in while the i mean it was it was kind of wild the sister was get you know maneuvering in but um yeah. the friends senor yeah <laughs> gets him to draw the the house that the yeah the michael character got the fright from right yeah yeah so do you want to say what happens next yeah so basically it's like oh i forget why he told him to go up there but well i'll say too there's also before we even get to that there's that twin subplot that all of there's like the three brothers are all twins and shit that's just wild yeah like they they figure out that the art dealer is the tw- that you know is gonna buy the dad's painting is the twin of Senor, and yeah. knew about all the shit that was going down. But also, exactly, he was in the story, but he was like, <laughs> she's just so insane. Yeah, like, I didn't did, expect that either. They did a look up on Senor, noticed that his uh, they changed his name. And it was actually, oh, he's the twin of the art dealer. And then they also have this other brother who's, I forget what he was, but. And then another one that's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was messed up. Like, there were that, it was such a crazy twist. I mean, it didn't even matter, but still, like, it was weird. But they managed to pass the fright on to the Le Senor. But then Michael decides to jump into the painting again and go into to the window, which. At this point in the movie, it's almost over, so I guess it yeah. doesn't matter. But um, yeah, and in... passing the fright actually, you know, made it so he stopped. Gro- like everything stopped, the hair growth stopped, and he yeah. wasn't bald anymore. Yeah, so his issue was over. His problem was over. His problem was solved. Like it so follows, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like um, my hairiest adventure meets it follows. <laughs> The Goosebumps episode. Um, so let's see. Then, oh yeah. So then the sister she shows up too, um, and um, that whole thing ends up pretty much. I, oh yeah. Well, okay. So yeah. So Michael goes into the painting, kind of resolves the whole issue with the ghosts, except not really when I think about it. Because like, what? So all right. So explain to me like what the whole thing with him going back into the painting was because I'm not quite sure I I don't know that seems sort of he just like wanted, I didn't get it he was here or something yeah about basically that yeah he wanted what? and he also uh, Zach said faces his fear which oh, is okay. definitely probably one and like he also like was amne- he, he was amnesic as well for a little bit and he really <laughs> wanted to know see what it was. Oh, and okay. also, you know, prove to him that he's not scared anymore, which he literally okay. said to the ghosts. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I just... I'm not scared of you anymore. <laughs> yeah. I guess it just felt like... Uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense because, yeah, everything had to be resolved, including the kid's own sort of personal self-doubts and stuff. So so it was sort of his own lesson to learn, I guess. Um, and uh, so, yeah everybody's saved I, I guess like i guess all the kids are saved and um then mom comes back yeah and, what the fuck yeah, yeah. 
and everybody has a happy ending and connie just stands there doing nothing and walks away or maybe he goes inside with them. i don't know what happened but it was like all right cool i guess yeah connie should have a better ending he's practically the main character for like two-thirds of the movie he's the hero yeah Yeah. he totally was he he was the sidekick to peter weller's character in leviathan in this movie basically (laughs) yeah michael was peter weller basically Mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say and that's about it for a peanut butter solution i suppose i mean i don't know do you guys have anything more you want to say about it it's kind of traumatizing ultimately yeah the shit was wild i'll say yeah like unexplainably wild besides it's canadian is an explanation yeah. <laughs> that's the only explanation we got yeah. i yeah i but i would say i liked it more this time watching it as an adult you know because watching it as a kid like I don't remember anything other than a bunch of kids, you know, getting kidnapped and forced to do paintings. Like that was literally all I took away from it. And that to me just was messed up. It's like, no, thank you. That's a whole lot of nope. But, um, you know, watching it again as an adult, I actually enjoyed it a lot more and I found it really funny. <laughs> yeah. So this movie's growing on me. So we, like, yeah, it's called a family comedy. And I just, I don't see how kids could not come walk away with this being without being scarred (laughs) for life. (laughs) And I don't, and I think there were some good, probably good jokes in there that were just delivered weirdly that didn't really make it funny, just more disturbing. (laughs) So, like, I think maybe if you're like the type, because I do know some kids here and there every once in a while who are into like more morbid, dark types of stories or into like occult types of themes and stuff my i have a nephew who's that way um but i don't know like it may be for those but otherwise i'd say like this probably isn't for your average kid ultimately you know unless you're canadian i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) so strange so fucking strange yeah but i'd say i'd probably give it a pretty safe three out of five you know it's like for me yeah i'd give it a I'd give it a three and a half just because of how wild it is. Just a code. I don't know how it's like really hard to explain the (laughs) intricacies of this insane movie. It is, it is quite literally just a wild, wild experience. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much everything we just described is just kind of like, it's just the surface the way the characters behave and interact is just off yes everything like there's like expositions too that like go into deep detail conrad does it a few times in the beginning like long little expositions of like why is this child saying all this weird shit yeah lots (laughs) of speech yeah it happens a few times of and they're not well written it's just like literal exposition of yeah of what's happening and it's like yeah. Why are these characters acting this way? <laughs> yeah, it's an unusual movie, and not because the characters switch back back and forth between French and English. You know, that's because that's normal for the region. It's just it's just a different type of movie ultimately. But what about you, Zach? What what were your thoughts? You know, so you chose this. You you've got to you got to really <laughs> summarize it. I'd say. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I went in with a little. My expectations were kind of high because mm. people were talking about it. So. Yeah. It wasn't as wacky as I thought it was going to be, but it was still pretty wacky. <laughs> um, yeah. 
like this would definitely be something be fun, like fun to throw on to somebody unexpectedly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Wait, I wouldn't. I don't know if I could do like. Yeah, it wasn't wacky, but it was just weird as fuck. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> God damn, was it fucked up? Yeah. It was like way more. I, I think it was more disturbing than like fucking Nope or something. <laughs> it's like I was more scared of that than when I watched Nope. Yeah, this is more disturbing than most movies we've watched on this show. I'd say. I think this yeah. was like the, the and then like level. a psychological level too, instead of yeah. like just like and this is a child. This is like a family kids movie. What the fuck? Okay, I don't. I don't yeah. know. What are they doing up there in Canada? <laughs> Freaks. Yeah. But I love it. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna intentionally choose more crazy Canadian movies. I <laughs> yeah, I want to see more weird shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> just yeah, just because I had a little bit higher expectations. I don't know what I was expecting, but. <laughs> That's right, you know. I think on a second watch, it'd probably be a three. Yeah. Oh, well, you also know your dog liked it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I give my rating? I forget. It's a three and a half, just because yeah. of how how wild it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It's good. I like it. I liked it. All right. I guess now we shall conclude with the final film, which was okay. So this one, it was gonna be something else initially. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. So right. my so my initial choice was Mannequin, which I've mm-hmm. heard of, and yeah, yeah, we know, all have heard of it, but never seen it. And I I should have done. I didn't look too deep into it. I figured that because I've heard of it, and it's yeah. fairly fairly popular among the from what I could tell the scene, but there was, couldn't really find a streaming for it anywhere. And it was a little too know, late to find another avenue of getting uh-huh. it. So, and that kills me because like, I could have sworn this movie used to play on TV, like a lot back in the day. And I know I've seen like copies of it in multiple places and at thrift stores and stuff like that. So like the fact that it's not available on streaming, it's like, Oh, air force one right. situation. And Mannequin 2 is available on streaming. The yeah, sequel. it's like everywhere. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Uh, and then, yeah, so I just had to reselect. And surprisingly, a lot of the movies I wanted to, was going to do are also not streaming. Mm. But I had a choice between a couple, and I landed on Pieces, is the name of this one. 85, was it? I think so. And um, and you two have seen it, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So this is a '85 move Spanish movie, or I believe, yes. right? Yes, it's a Spanish movie, and um, the second one I chose in a row that isn't natural English too. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the first time I watched this movie, um, so my ex boyfriend was Spanish, and. He, he told like because he knew what the, t- the original title was and the original title for this movie is actually re- kind of interesting it's um the night has a thousand screams that's an interesting title you know i kind of yeah. like that more than pieces <laughs> okay that's more pieces more oh, yeah. G- that other title is more giallo yeah it is which this movie is kind of going for yeah 
Um, although, well, okay, you can you can talk about it. Yeah. So it is. It also was a video nasty that got banned. It's a yes. nice category. Um, it takes place in Boston. Tell. What's yeah. that? You can. And I was gonna say you real quick. You can you can tell by the first scene why it got banned. <laughs> yes. Yep. So. The first scene, it does the whole movie takes place in Boston, which is basically the reason why you just generally, you know, scroll through a list, saw, oh, this place takes place in Boston. Sure, why not? Yeah. I would, you know, live right by it. So, yeah. oh, he's good to. And it was, so it's a Spanish film that takes place in Boston, which I also found interesting. And yeah. Um, the first I scene. Is, oh, is, yeah, like I was just gonna quickly say, yeah. yeah, like some some foreign films, like if they're if they're making a film specifically for an American market, we'll just set it in America, just specific, just like to make things easier. But oftentimes, all the actors will be Spanish or something like that, or it'll be dubbed into Spanish. You know, it happens sometimes. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Anyway, go on. I apologize. Yeah, no, which is, I because I wondered too, while because I knew some of it was definitely dubbed, but it seemed like some had England American speaking or at least English speaking actors that you know that yeah. they just did really good lip syncing. I couldn't really yeah tell for I some think, of it. I think what they did was like some of the actors were Spanish and some of them were English and they just they decided to just film the whole movie with no audio and just have everybody speak their original language and then redub it in whatever country. Oh, really? I think that's how they do it. Um I mean I don't know if that's how they did it in Spain, but I know that's how they did it in Italy. So maybe they did it with this one too. So okay. I'll have to look up the the director, Jean Picor Simon. He did slogs, <laughs> I know that. Some Simon Simon? So I don't know. Anyway. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first scene, Boston, 1942. Um a kid, he's just putting together uh, a puzzle. Um, and so this is the first scene just confused me a little bit because he's putting you don't really see what it is until the mom barges in and starts freaking out at him yeah like i don't know where the dad is but we get the picture that the dad's out of the the picture we get the idea that the dad's out of the picture or something and i thought that she was just having a mental breakdown abusing this kid because you it kind of looked like it was like because the the puzzle pieces he was putting together was a nude lady. It was like yeah. a, just a puzzle of a nude lady. I and I wasn't sure if it was just like her being having mental issues of just that's what she saw. And but he was really re putting together a regular puzzle. But no, that, that isn't the case. It was actually a picture of a nude lady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so she just starts. You know, chucking shit out she's like all all this pornography. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. He goes ballistic and starts she, basically belittling him, and yeah, all yeah. That stuff. tells the kid to go get a trash bag and everything. But he does not return with a trash bag. No, he returns with an axe and just smashes the hell out of his mother. <laughs> and then yeah. you know, casually starts continuing his puzzle pieces back together. Um, and it definitely was some type of welfare type situation because a welfare yeah. worker does come to the the house to check on them. No response. Cops get involved. Uh, and then he, the kid, hides in the, uh, the closet and pretends that, you know, he was a victim as well. That, mm 
Yeah. Some max murderer killed him. Yeah. And, Which, uh, you know, I guess the police never questioned what the pornography was or who it belonged to. Like they just right. assumed it was the moms. I mean, I assume also that at least the he somehow hid the the puzzle because he has it throughout the film, so it's not yeah. locked up in evidence or anything like it would have been. Yeah, but didn't um, she find magazines and stuff? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, she found magazines Although, and maybe shit. Maybe they were just bikini mags. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention, but maybe. I couldn't really tell. That's what I thought that was going. That's why I thought like, oh, is she just freaking out having a mental breakdown? Because maybe they were just regular like comic yeah. books or something. Could they didn't give a good shot of those, but right. I'm pretty. Um, it must have been actual magazines from. I think it was implied also that they were from his father initially or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I were to try to summarize the situation, like she was a, obviously a really crazy, probably somewhat like um, coddling type of mother who uh, more than likely sheltered him because she hated his dad, who I, the only thing I could gather was that he was in the military. Um, and then like as a result, you know, it, it, she probably ended up causing him to get all messed up and repressed and then he ended up basically becoming a psychopathic person who like was a you know sexual deviant stole probably stole the magazines probably stole the puzzles my guess hid it from his mother his mother struck me as somebody who had no clue what was going on and was aloof so she was probably crazy and then he killed her it was just a messed up family situation basically and then he hid in the closet and lied to and pretended that somebody broke into their home and killed his mom so that's the way the movie yep. begins so yep. that was the yeah. cold open for the movie <laughs> yeah and <laughs> it, was it is a, a nasty cold open yep because then the credits you know yeah. title card credits start going on um yeah this movie is pretty much like the the genre definition of like grindhouse mm-hmm. yeah uh <clears throat> so it's after all the credits and everything, 40 years later is when the movie takes place after that. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. There's how to, where, where, where does this go then? Like, um, I mean, it takes place on a college campus, right? Yep. College campus yeah. in Boston. Yeah. Um, one of the first people we're introduced to. So it's kind of like also generally a whodunit in yeah. kind of on campus we are overall introduced to the characters of who it might be or and and the victims as well generally um yeah it's a whodunit but mostly an emphasis on the done it and less on the who because the movie just throws suspects at you but yeah i'd say probably about 75 to 80 percent of this movie is, is mostly just young girls getting mutilated and carved up <laughs> but yep. there is still a plot yeah, it's a thin yes. one, but it does exist. So. so okay, so. oh yeah. So just so it starts out with like after the forty years over or later, yeah. it shows like just you know the killer. He's like taking stuff out of uh, storage or whatnot, and he puts starts putting together a piece pieces of the nudie, the nudie puzzle, and he yeah. just puts together the head, and you know you only see his it, hands pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you only see his hands and everything. Um, and we're introduced, I guess, to some characters. There's a professor. Um, he's he teaches anatomy, so he's like one of the first, you know, suspects you want to start keeping your eye on. Yeah. Um, but even so, even just shortly after uh, 
the they open that box, put the puzzle together. A girl gets her gets chainsawed. Mm. Her yeah. head gets her head gets cut off, decapitated. Um and there was also some weird thing that happened in the middle of all that too. Like the, yeah, like the that, first 10 minutes of this movie, like I what was, in the world. So I was a little confused a bit because there was a girl that was skateboarding <laughs> and these guys carrying a mirror, not like not like a Hollywood it was it was like the situation of you know staff carrying a plate of glass that someone's gonna run through. But yeah, it was like a run the run thing. Yeah, but it was a mirror for so I don't know how the she like runs into the mirror. I guess she like screams "Ah!" and then like cuts away, and you never find out exactly what 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 that was about. about. Yeah, what what the fuck was that? Like, did she die? (laughs) I'm assuming. Oh, what? I I assumed she did. (laughs) Was was like there's more? There's not just murders happening on campus. This is random accidents. Yeah. So it's no wonder this campus like is at risk of getting shut down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, and why the dean Edmund Perdom, who I already knew was the killer the first time I saw this movie. Spoiler! But, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but to me it was obvious. I didn't know that at first, really. <laughs> okay, I apologize. Honestly, I'm <laughs> asshole. No, it's because every movie I've seen him in, he was a he was okay. like I didn't killer. know any of these yeah. people or anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's because I've seen him and stuff before. Like the so what I my first guess was the professor, just because I guess I got sense. I got fooled. I got fooled. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know his anatomy. The te- the kids were treating him funny, and he was yeah. He gave like you know Hannibal kind of Hannibal Lecter kind of vibes of being like professory, but also kind of. Aloof, yeah, stand, but also a little too, Yeah, very intelligent, but weird. Yeah. Well, intelligent as far as this movie's terms go. There's literally a young girl goes over to him and practically flashes her her chest at him, and sh- and he walks away. Like, yeah, she says, like, forget. can you she can you tell me where my the pecs are? They're they're making fun of me. Those guys, yeah. Uh, and it was even funny before like that. They were all in a smoking circle. <laughs> They're smoking. They were smoking weed, yeah. and like they were just talking about like having sex on a waterbed. And that that girl, she says, the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking in a waterbed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Russ Meyer line or something. Like, like, oh my okay, god! All right, I guess I. Yeah. Can't say I've ever done that, but yeah, I don't know about I'll take I'll take your word for it. Yeah. You seem like you're in the know. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just she goes up and says, "Where are the pecs located?" She wants, and she's like, she wants her to him to like touch her, show her. But he yeah. he points onto his body. They're here, and then just walks away. Yeah. And also, just throughout the movie, I guess I get this feeling that the students kind of have he he's supposed to be a hot one of the the hot teachers. Yeah, because there's just like rumblings and mumblings, or like just off camera talking about, oh, he's yeah. so, whatever, sexy, and, cute yeah. kind of thing. And there, yeah, there's a twist involving him too, but I, I'll let you, I'll let you spoil it because I, I spoiled the best twist in the movie. But <laughs> well, no, I didn't actually. I didn't spoil because there's an even better twist than that one. But okay, 
I'm spoiling the fact that there's more twists. There's so many twists and turns. <laughs> yeah, but it was, I will too. say it was more twisty, turny than I thought a, a video yes. nasty would be. <laughs> Me too. I, I forgot how many twists there were in this movie. There's like double crossings too. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So like literally after that, um, that line uh, and that scene, the detectives show up because mm-hmm. uh, there's now I think at this point I don't know if it was uh, two or one I think just one decap- one. so I guess maybe it was because they mentioned two but it was definitely the decapitated head chainsaw yeah and they, they the dean the, the, the detectives that are set to the case go to the dean the dean kind of pawns them off to the professor and then this is where I, I wrote down in my notes, underline, underline, professor is the killer. Like, just because nice. it felt so fucking obvious, I was like, okay, this is... Yeah. But he's, you know, leading them around, uh, showing them the, the campus, leads them to... They they bring him to one of the other uh, suspects that we find out yeah. is a garden, like the head, the groundskeeper. He looks... <laughs> He does look creepy and killery as hell, but I'm like, okay, that's too obvious. Yeah. Even yeah. even though the professor, even though I just called the professor fucking out for being so obvious, he had to be it. But <laughs> yeah, but that, but yeah, it's obviously not going to be the crazy guy in the garden with the hedge clippers. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he was it. Yeah. And it's funny too, like while he was cutting, just look shitty too. Whatever he was cutting, because it was just big. It was, I think, supposed to be hedges. But like yeah. all that was left were just like the stems, and he was just it was like, "You're, a sh- you must be a yeah. shitty groundskeeper that is one in poor shape hedge." But anyway, he sees a couple having sex just randomly for a few frames. Few people have sex in this movie out in the open, which is like okay, you know. And then later on in the movie, they call him a pervert. But really, like, you should have been like somewhere else other than in the middle of a field where the the gardener or the like any anyone. <laughs> anyone yeah. it wasn't like it didn't look like they were like hidden at all yeah they, were they weren't like hidden. they were like on like the campus green on a yeah. tree banging <laughs> yeah they were literally trying to get caught like that yeah. yeah whatever i'll but, be right back oh, right. okay cool continue <laughs> okay okay sure <clears throat> um oh okay so yeah so so the next character like library thing yeah the next characters, at least, were sort of introduced to that I can remember was uh, it is it's two two students. One girl passes. I don't know his name starts with an L, but it's something weird. But he's like one of the, he's the main student that's throughout the movie. Like, oh, let's have basically it's like let's have sex in, in underwater or some sort. Yeah, pretty much. Like, which. That's kind of the only other thing he does in this movie besides like get involved in the in the mystery is mm-hmm. he sleeps around you know? yeah Which, he's no he's known yeah. for being a player on campus yeah he's a college he, kid he he even admits it he's like yeah you know whatever yeah uh, he owns it and then so what is weird which I don't get or what it's explained later that but like oh okay so I do remember that so you know he obviously is probably going to agree to this throws the note away and then you see like the killer uh pick up the note because he misses the yeah. trash yeah uh, and then he, he gets to, to 
Yeah. <laughs> so somehow I don't know. Like I, well, obviously now that it's it's the killer sends a note to the like a not like a note note but like a well it is a note from I don't know who what it says or whatever but it basically stops that kid from going to the pool to meet up with this girl we're introduced to his friend who's like this nerdy character that like randomly hits on a girl in the library she she like shuts him down hard and he like calls he likes his oh screw you whatever (laughs) (laughs) so strange yeah i love the i love the characters in this movie because they're just i don't know it's another one of those movies where the dialogue is just really bad but hilarious and amazing too yeah and after and after he hits on her he's like oh so have you seen you know what's his i can't i wish i wrote his name down because he's like the main other main one of the main characters but yeah have you seen this guy uh he i need to i need to give him a note it's from like the office or whatever is basically where it originated from which we've come to find out way later is that uh it was just a note to keep him from going to the to meet the girl right yeah which is like so the killer i guess didn't want to kill him specifically he what i noticed is that the killer would not he he wouldn't do it alone or not alone but um every every time he killed he did uh he did he made sure that like the victims were alone that's true yeah he also only killed women he didn't really kill any men yeah yeah so which i guess was like what the whole thing with the puzzle like i don't know i mean that's my guess yeah he was only killing uh women yeah and yeah so he did that to make it so that she was alone because and again because uh there's definitely i noticed that he was just making it so everyone was alone when he killed them just for safety reasons of being a killer um don't want to get spotted (laughs) kendall kendall was the kid's name okay i had to look it up so kendall is like basically the main male student um and so the girl does go there she gets naked (laughs) or topless at least which was a funny scene like of the undressing of her too because because just took forever like i was like why like i i was like did they just forget to yell cut and then say okay so we're gonna film next scene can you get take your clothes off and get into the bikini because it just looked like it was taking her forever just to take clothes off and she was taking her time it was like yeah did they forget to yell cut and then just just roll with this it's kind of what it felt like yeah (laughs) and it happens again too with uh later on where someone actually just re-puts their clothes on (laughs) it's just like okay yeah yeah, because sometimes the characters just get bored of waiting to get killed. So and so they put their, they clothes, put their clothes on and on, <laughs> take their clothes on and off. But yeah, she's... which by the way, Zach, I I know that's kind of a side point, but when did you first see this movie? Uh, a few years ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. nice. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? I'm, I was just curious about that. <clears throat> yeah, at the pool. Ooh. So now she yeah, she's isolated. He gets her with a net, chainsaw, yeah. chainsaws her torso up, grabs that because every so every time there's like little interstitials of him choosing. Like we see it 
him putting the puzzle pieces together of the next body part he's gonna get yeah which is actually an interesting thing which caught me off guard at one point because i because i started noticing okay so he's gonna so how this movie is showing us is that he puts the puzzle pieces together and then we see the kill of the body part he collects yeah so he does that with her. <clears throat> I didn't even notice. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time, like, yeah. So there's an interstitial of, uh, yeah, just an interstitial of him putting the body part together first and then going to get it, and it happens for the head, the torso, and the arms. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's cool. At the very, that's it follows it through, and I thought I was like, okay, well, now this is kind of ruining some suspense, but they, yeah. they did it, they did another, they did another turn on us. Yeah, we'll get to that does, when it, I'll get to that be, when it gets to the legs part. Yeah, um, yeah, that'll be, yeah. So the gardener, so eventually, uh, the kid does go back, meet gets down there because he mm-hmm. still wants some, he still wants some hanky panky. He's yeah. like, he got it's finished whatever that other note. So and then he notices the dead body. The uh, the groundskeeper shows up for some reason too. Yeah, I don't know I why. About that. <laughs> and it's is that the scene where like all the suspects are like together at once. Yeah, I'm just like oh, oh, here they all are. No, the not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. No, this oh, is yeah, when this later. is when they. That's a little later. Yeah, that's when they yeah. find out the. Uh, but soon, when they find just the swimmer girl that got deca- uh Detorso aided. <laughs> There's a word for that. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. The torso. Kendall, the college kid, comes back, sees it, but also the gardener's there, and cops come busting in and arrest mm-hmm. the gardener because he's a sketchy fuck. He has yeah. a chainsaw. Um, Makes sense, I guess. But. But yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing they don't have actual proof that, and they can't really prove that the gardener did it because I think he does have <laughs> some type of alibi that I'm forgetting. Um, and he they bring the professor into the crime scene too. So this mm-hmm. is another red herring that I was like, oh, see, there we go, it's the professor. He was yeah. taking, the the detective asked him, so could a chainsaw have done this? And he's just like, yeah, any layman could tell that. And he puts his hand on the. Uh, the chainsaw and the detective goes hey don't do that you're just you're disturbing evidence you could have just destroyed you know prince or whatever and i was like oh the professor did it on purpose just to say oh no that was remember when i touched that if if it came to them uh you know fingerprinting but that never came to fruition either there were multiple chainsaws apparently too that scene pissed me off because that's that that chainsaw had blood on it like and so it's like the, the police officer says to him, could that chainsaw could have killed that woman who is literally just a pile of body parts and a bloody chainsaw, like fa- found at the Duh. crime scene. Like, I don't know, like, what more yeah. proof do you need? I, what, that pissed me off. I mean, the, prof- the professor even said, yeah, even to a layman, that's obvious. Yeah, <laughs> so I was exactly. Like, Why are you asking me, duh, you dumb yeah. motherfucker? And then the police officer <laughs> yells at him for destroying the evidence. <laughs> yep. Anyway, this is one of those unnecessary moments. <laughs> but it was so, also yeah. kind of funny, too. So. <laughs> um, 
so this is where we kind of they're, they're questioning the two students mm-hmm. the nerd and lionel or fuck, yeah. Ke- kendall uh, Kendall, yeah. and that's when we learned that what that whole note fiasco is like what the okay so it was a distraction yeah. um yeah the, the the whoever the killer was only wanted to kill that one girl didn't want anybody else there when he did it you know so yeah. nobody knew it's obvious yeah that makes sense i think it's cool um, oh and then there's so there's this dance class too that happens yeah. but this is this is what i mean when he chooses victims alone is because mm-hmm he we see him stalking this dance class like we see him literally outside the window watching a whole dance class yeah one one girl decides to go to the bathroom and you know we follow her through all the twisted hallways and corridors and we think she's gonna be next but nope she's not because because and because a girl comes out of the bathroom as well and you know there's oh they go in together so she's not alone and that's where i put the pieces together oh he only is going to take out his victims when they're alone yeah because otherwise you're just following him with the chainsaw you know just slowly moving as if he's barely moving his feet <laughs> it's like yep. oh like he's on a conveyor belt some weirdo with a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah um and then we're made privy to that they're gonna start sending another undercover police Mm, at first it's at first it's two but i don't know they just said they basically said oh we don't have the money and slash even the one that does go undercover says it's a volunteer job and nobody kind of like oh no one wanted it um her and the student get along pretty well he he like hits he like hits on her a bunch, but she's like, no. <laughs> no. Um, oh, she's like some famous tennis star too. Cause he was like, yeah. Cause while he was being questioned at the police station, he's like, wait, why are you here? You're a famous tennis star. And then the police is like, oh, she's going to be undercover as a tennis, your new tennis coach. Yeah. And they're like, why are you telling the kid this? I don't, nobody should be knowing this, which is fair. Yeah. But, but know, then he says, well, we can't. We don't have the budget. Nobody wants to do it, so we're just gonna let the kid be the co, the kid detective, basically. Yeah, we're gonna let the kid in on this. He he has, he's smart. Yeah, they like say he couldn't have done it. Yeah, he's a good reason. kid. He's smart. He gets laid a lot. He's he's the perfect college student, I guess, mm-hmm. according to the police officers. And so they're just gonna let him help solve the crime. <laughs> Which actually, it to be fair. In a lot of gallows, dumber shit happens. Like, yeah. I'm not even kidding. I've seen some really bad ones where, like, the worst types of characters have to solve these really inane mysteries where you can solve, like, that you can figure out the killer within the first five minutes, which the only reason I could figure it out in this case was because of the actor, though. So, anyway, go on. Okay, so... Um, and then we're also, in, during that whole scene of interrogation slash undercover cop showing up we're introduced to the uh, a reporter mm-hmm. just a typical boston globe reporter trying to get info not that interesting mm-hmm. but yeah. she's now a character at least um yeah more characters yep and then we see a tennis scene them playing tennis which i thought was funny because i do i play tennis myself nice yeah and i just thought it was i don't know funny just because it's weird to I was just thinking about while playing it because it was just a weird kind of long scene of them playing and you could just see the audience you know doing the comedic head tilt back and forth and I was just thinking you know 
you know, tennis does get shit on a lot from all the big, you know, bros. Like, oh, that's not a sure. real sport. But uh, I think it's way more interesting to watch live. And I was like, hmm, you know, this tennis would be a hard, fil- hard sport to film because there's a lot of, you know, placement that would have to be a lot of takes and cuts and like, yeah. so like all, cause all they were doing was like tennis, like them hitting it. Didn't really see a return hitting it, showing the audience. I was like, okay, I can see why tennis would be a hard film or a hard yeah. sport to film. That being, be. that being said, I'm in a tennis movie coming out next year. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Yeah, it's funny, funny shit. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, that's tennis. Um, <clears throat> so we go back, it cuts back to the dresser, like the uh, dancer now. Yeah. And this is the other, the other scene that I talked about them dressing up. Like it takes her a while to get dressed again. I was just like, why is this, why do they add this stuff? Like, yeah, like it reminded me of like I don't know if you saw Werewolves Within. I mentioned it in our like 2021 best of. I mentioned it in. Oh okay, yeah. It's, basi- it. it's basically a whodunit, like you know the werewolves uh, mafia party game. Yeah, it's like based off of that. It takes place in Vermont. But but there's a funny scene that like two of the characters start getting hot and heavy and they're just it's it's a it's a comedy mur- murder mystery movie it is heavy comedy and they're t- they're in Vermont it's in the middle of the winter so they're taking off just layers it's like a thirty second <laughs> scene of them just like untaking off layers as they're trying to bone. That's awesome. So this this these two scenes reminded me of that of like okay you're yeah. just I don't it's know if it was movies. Yeah, I don't know if it was satire in this movie. It was definitely satire in that of, you know, yeah. them stripping down. But it, <laughs> I don't know if it was satire in this. I'd like to believe it was. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the dancer, you know, starts getting chased. She's chased by the killer. Um, yeah. And this is after, after it is, um, after the arms are placed in the puzzle. Hmm. I think they may have even been placed earlier in the movie, possibly when he was first checking out the, the, so. the group of dancers, but I'm not exactly sure, but <clears throat> yeah, chasing them, chasing them. Um, and then she runs, she gets to the elevator. You think she's all safe. A guy walks up. Um, just checking where i okay so so a guy does walk up and she recognizes him she said oh okay it's you sir so we already know now that the students and whoever's involved in this knows who the killer is because he's not wearing a mask i guess yeah and she gets killed in the elevator her arms get chopped off yeah again you know lots like it's a pretty savage yeah i mean it's interesting because like a lot of like the plot scenes and stuff in this movie, you know, they seem kind of like a contemporary murder mystery, but the kill scenes are like really, really gnarly and sleazy. Yeah. It's like on the level of very media. gore. Yeah. Very gory, bloody. Super very realistic too. It's like ugh. You know? Yep. Yep. So okay. So this is where I figured out who the actual killer was by okay. I thought was what's was sleuth detective work. 
so we get so what happens is we get a lot of we get a good shot of his shoes and his pants as he's walking and chasing and then i noticed that in the next scene we get a scene with the dean and the professor i was like so i started okay we're so we're they're 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 staying on these shoes and pants yeah so i noticed that a the professor in the next scene was wearing blue a blue suit like just a straight up blue suit and the 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 dean was we see actually see his shoes and his pants Mm. which were which looked the same so i couldn't really tell so i was like oh wait is it is it the dean is it the dean and then it just keeps further confirming because the the professor changes outfits throughout the movie a couple times because the next time i i tried to keep an eye on it was He's wearing just a blue, like straight up brown shoes with a brown, like tweed professor looking suit. But the Dean, he's always wearing these black, black pants, black shoes that the, that we see a lot. It's like, oh, okay. It's the Dean. All right. Well, you know what? I would call that good detective work. I cheated because I heard like, I I just, I knew (laughs) because it it, like the only movie I'd seen him in that where he wasn't a villain was whatever that killer santa movie was not the one with the guy dressed as santa claus who's killing people but the one about the killer who's killing the santa claus like the people dressed as santa claus like christmas the, evil uh Is not christmas, christmas evil, evil? It, it wasn't christmas evil it was called like like the ultimate present or something like that i don't remember what it was called but it, or presents christmas present the, the christmas, christmas present or so it had something to do with Christmas present in the title, but whatever that killer movie was, where like there's the ki- the killer going around killing all the people dressed as Santa Claus. Did Edward we watch Pernam that? Is, what? Did we watch that for this? Uh, no, I don't think so. it's okay. an English movie. I've thought about choosing it, but um, Edmund Perdom is in that, and I don't think he's the villain in that, from what I remember. But he's everything else I can think of him in. I didn't know the this guy at so, all. Yeah, yeah. So none of the actors so, I knew. <laughs> So I think I would call that astounding detective work, you know. Thanks. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, you're... and then this this actually was the scene where it was the the lineup basically of all the suspects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the lineup scene of all the suspects, and that's where I was like, oh, okay, because the professor was wearing blue, he was wearing those black. It was like, yeah. and it was a funny. Yeah, we mentioned it. It was a funny little just nobody leaves the campus, and it just like kind of is like a lineup of all the suspects slash victims that are probably gonna be yeah <laughs> case closed right um <clears throat> uh, yeah i even wrote a whodunit lineup after that whodunit lineup um oh so leonard no not leonard Ke- keller <laughs> keller's banging some girl <laughs> and we oh, see yeah. <laughs> and we like we see addiction we see his ball we see oh yeah straight up we see him we see yeah we see a little something for the ladies you know <laughs> yeah which and you know I that was, was glor- i was i appreciated that because you know it was impressive never see it, yeah yeah it, it looked good and then also the other thing is that his anatomy uh it's not the last scene in the movie where his anatomy actually has to do with what's happening in the scene and I'll, I'll leave it at that you know because that's that's the best part of the movie but go on yeah okay so uh he's done with her um shit there was a before i wanted to go okay there was something else to happen there is insane. it's insane that because the, but there was something uh, i had the actual what it was 
pulled up. Fuck. When the are you talking about when the the under, undercover tennis teacher mm-hmm. was uh, leaving from one place to the next? Yes. So, uh, yes. I'm trying to look up. it up real quick. I know. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Okay. I'll I'll tell it after. Um. Yeah. It, so he sees that Kendall sees the tennis instructor uh, leaving. Uh, and 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 we're now privy to the, uh, the the he's on the hunt. The killer is on the hunt, uh, mm-hmm. but can't, nobody knows necessarily. But we do. The audience knows. Yeah. Which is uh, which is uh, which is something that I was like, oh, this is odd. The killer's on the hunt, but we didn't see the pieces go into place. Yeah. So it, but we see Kendall. He's going going to go out to you know meet up with the tennis coach detective. Yeah, I don't know, leader to safety or something. Uh, (laughs) And then she gets a. So this is the weirdest part of the movie that comes out of nowhere. This part doesn't make any sense at all, at all. So it's just some Bruce. Literally, his name is Bruce Lee in real life. His name his name has changed as well. I believe from his real name to Bruce Lee, and he attacks the tennis detective coach hardcore. Yeah, like, he like and he like he beats I was the like, crap the, out of her. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this happening? Is there like is this yeah. the killer for some reason? Why? Because yeah. like it is out of nowhere. She like just turns a corner and he just starts beating the crap out of her. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, how did you react to that scene, Zach? Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, was, it is funny so especially random. when he especially his excuse but yeah know, like, oh that's so, just that's just my karate teacher yeah so yeah. like kendall shows up <laughs> uh, on an, he just shows up and is like oh yeah that's my karate teacher and he was like oh yeah sorry my bad i just got startled or something he said he said, he said what okay one moment I was walking, the next minute I was on the ground. Bad chop suey. Sorry about that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I had some bad food. Bad chop suey. Bye. Yeah. So he's just going to blame the d- fact that he had a bad meal on the fact that he just tried to beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like... There was a reason he's in the movie, but I was Yeah, that's what, it, I, but... that's what I was going to say. That's okay. what I was looking up right now. Oh, so okay, it was... Good. It says here, uh, because the producer Dick Randall was simultaneously making a Kung Fu films in Rome, a cameo of a Bruce Lee imitator, Bruce Lee with one E, hmm. was written into the film, even though the scene makes no sense in the context of the rest of the film. <laughs> so it was basically an advertisement for his other movie that he happened to be making. Yeah, the, the okay. producer, I guess, worked with this Bruce Lee imitator and just... <laughs> Threw him in for no reason, literal. Right. Well, then you know what I'm gonna do. Since this movie was meant to be seen at drive-throughs, I'm gonna consider that scene the intermission. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. So that happens. Yeah, and then you see the guy put the puzzle to get put, put start puzzle or whatever he does doesn't isn't it or was it a little bit after it's a little after which is why this oh. was like oh this is interesting so he killed he so we're we're simultaneously following the reporter and the and the uh tennis coach gets getting 
it's getting stalked by someone and we don't really necessarily know who or like we know we know the 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 yeah but we don't know whether it's the reporter or the tennis coach. It turns out to be the um, but I was like, huh, this is what a word they did. Um, the leg. <laughs> um, okay, so I you're getting all blocky and choppy again. Like, uh, oh, hey, 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 I'm gonna use a different network right now. This one's this one okay. should work. I think this happened before and I switched to this one, so okay, yeah, let's try it. So, sorry for all the shit. <laughs> no, you're fine, don't worry about it. Okay, so the last thing we heard you say. The, so they were simultaneously following the the woman getting followed. Yeah, the two, the reporter and the tennis coach. And this is where I was like, "Huh." So so far, they have, um, you know, put the pieces together and then killed the person. And then so yeah. I was like, "They didn't do it this time." So I was like, is, "So was my theory out the window of how they're putting the movie together?" And it really wasn't because no, he does kill the reporter and just like puts her up in a freezer or something of some sort he does yeah. he doesn't use her legs at least is because that yeah. was the next piece that would be put together yeah. um but that was surprising and yeah. again cool death scene yes it's like they run <laughs> they run she gets chased on a onto a waterbed yes. <laughs> funnily enough a callback yeah a callback to leviathan no, it was from this movie. Remember the the the, oh. the oh, promiscuous yeah, the lady. Line. Nothing like getting, fuck, getting high and fucked on a waterbed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reporter gets fucked with a chainsaw on a waterbed. Uh, she's not smoking weed though. Yeah, and I noticed too that uh, this was a goof. I noticed that the final kill of her, like he was stabbing, missing oh, water. Was water was going everywhere. There was a the rubber knife. You see it just bend in her. They they didn't they cut too late. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that too. This time yeah, I didn't like, see that oh, the man. first time, but I you know I watched it in glorious HD and so yeah, you see the rubber knife. <laughs> yeah. That's the type of thing I wouldn't have. I I probably wouldn't have noticed in standard def, honestly, because it was really hard to spot. But yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> So then, so this, so so I wrote this down too because after that kill is when he puts the 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 legs together. So mm. I was like, okay, so are they did this one out of order for some reason? But it turns out no, they're just they're just throwing twists all over. They just she was just a someone she I don't think he used any of her bits or anything. No. Oh, okay. You know what it was? I remember now. So in the beginning. And this, okay, oh, this is actually making some putting things together. Oh, so, okay, actually. It's the internet meme of fucking yeah. numbers or whatever. Yeah, with the okay. weird lady looking up, yeah. So in the beginning, <laughs> when he's, uh, in the very beginning after the 40-year cut, when he's taking boxes out, he takes out boxes of the puzzle and also shoes 
shoes oh. and the dress of his mother that he killed. Remember, so oh. so he takes out shoes that are all bloody, and the reporter, he 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 hung her up, like in a meat locker of some sort, and tries to put on the shoes. Like right. we notice him putting on the shoes, and like one just falls off, and one does stay on. And I thought, oh, why didn't they retake this? But now, now I'm thinking, oh, okay, so this makes sense. Her legs weren't right. Her feet weren't yeah. right. They weren't the right size. They weren't the right yeah. feet. So, because right <laughs> after, right after we see him putting together the puzzle. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's smart that's, movie making that's, here. Now. Yeah, it's really clever, actually. We see, uh, damn good stuff oh my god I, you see I, that's what i love about weird that's movies. funny like the, the little details are I, so didn't, yeah, I didn't put that together either until yeah. now so like yeah that's uh, great. yeah no so, i never did i actually so so what's happened now is we see the the there's a tennis student tennis uh player that was the one that was playing with uh, the tennis coach earlier on yeah we see her getting done with practice she gets topless for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I don't know why that was. A... Yeah, yeah, and this is, so yeah, so this is after the legs part. Yeah. And I didn't put two and two together that, oh, she's going to be the next actual victim. And so right. we just see her getting chased down, chased down. She also has the, oh, like at first the confrontation of, oh, I know who you are. You? What? You? No. How could it be? Yeah. She gets trapped in, I don't know, like the locker or something and gets straight up buzzsawed in half. Yeah. And is that what she, the one where the band is playing? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So there's sort of distract everyone on campus. There's some strange. I didn't really even notice at first that it because I thought it was just the regular soundtrack for some reason. Yeah. Even though it was goofy ass jazz music, I didn't really yeah. put to I wasn't really paying attention, but yeah, yeah, music was just playing all over the PA system while she was getting chased and murdered. Yeah. And that was a really like oh, it was so messed up. Like they even show her this is one of the sleaziest movies I've ever seen. They even show her like wet herself like right before yeah. she gets split in half. It's like, oh, they really got to like prolong the torture of these characters. For the video nasty i guess and that's interesting too because <clears throat> i actually even wrote on the notes that the shoes on the feet thing happened after so i don't even happen after the tennis girl gets killed so maybe yeah, but I, they... think, I think you're right though that they happened before uh, or like when the the thing with the reporter right like, yeah yeah i think that i'm pretty sure it happened before because I do know that he killed at least one more person after he tried to do the thing. Or wait, you know what? I don't know. I guess so it what, doesn't matter. But No, but the thing is, it has to be because it was the shoes were definitely put on someone that was strung up. Yeah. Right. And the <laughs> tennis girl literally just got cut in half and took yeah. her legs away. So. He definitely tried. So maybe they just put it in out of order. Cause I, at least in my notes, it's out of order. At least maybe I wrote yeah. the notes down wrong or something, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe the, it, I can't figure out if the movie is too smart for us or too dumb for us. Like it's just, <laughs> but Oh, well, I guess that's the, the fun of these types of things, you know? Um, and yeah. Also, do you want to mention the, uh, the reporters or not the, the um, the, the tennis teacher's reaction 
Mm, what? What was it? She starts, she's like, no, oh, bastard! You know, she like starts screaming at the killer again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, and the uh, the groundskeeper was there helping out too. He's like, these, yeah. he's like, these weren't my keys. Like, these aren't even my keys. Like, so he's <laughs> off the hook, clearly. Um, yeah. He's not the killer. Let me check that off. No, no <laughs> right. And even here, I was just making note. Oh, the professor is again here. He shows up in brown. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um. So, the professors, the, the professor and the tennis teacher are talking. She does. He doesn't know he's under. She's undercover. She mentions that she's gonna go. Uh, see the cop. Yeah. Or not the cop. The dean. Um, yeah. Meet with him privately. Yeah, and, and the professor says, "Oh, he's out of town today, or every Monday, or he'll, every something, and he'll be he'll be back at seven or something." So. She goes to him. Oh, and then the kid goes. To, actually, the kid they they actually fully recruit the kid now. The cops yeah. do to look over some. Uh, just basically go over anything on everyone there. Yeah, because the person in charge of the investigation basically tells them to move faster, so because they got to find the killer before too many students get killed. So I forget exactly what the but the kid figures out that. And they don't tell us, but I think he, he figures out, wait, this is in this. We need to know, like, he f- basically finds out some piece of evidence that l- l- points to the killer is the Dean through some, I forget what exactly. Yeah, it was like, it had to do with like some correlation and sampling. And also like when the guy was telling him to circle um anything that mentioned the school or the the people in charge of the school just to like make a note of that and i think he just drew a conclusion that like with the dean character like there's nobody else really in the school that has a like an ambiguous background other than him and it seems like the 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 person doing the killing knew the layout at the school and i think he just he managed to i mean they they hired him because he was smart so i guess that's how it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, the kid basically figures out that it's the dean. Yeah. He, but but that means that now they have a race against time. But yeah, yeah because they because the he gets from the professor that the cop is with with the dean, and he said, "Oh yeah. shit, he's the killer." Yeah. And shortly and, before that, you also find out why the professor isn't. So. I think. What what what? Because like because like he had something involved with like i don't know i remember there was some sort of explanation that ruled him out but i don't remember what it was something about him like not like not having any sort of jurisdiction after hours or something like that i I don't remember Mm -hmm. what it was but anyway yep so we're now in in the uh i don't know office was it the office or like is a i guess it was his office maybe or an apartment i think it was just his office yeah so this is the last five minutes of the movie yeah so he and we see the undercover cop talking to the dean i don't really know why she wanted to just try to get some info i guess yeah they don't i think she just yeah something like that and he's like oh can i get you some coffee and uh we see her him drugging her 
doesn't work the first time, so he does it again. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she's like, I can't move. Oh, no. I'm... Gets paralyzed. Uh, Her face gets all stiff. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's she's so she is asking so she is asking about the professor too and she was like oh yeah he's whatever he, he it's a weird weird line of calling him like a homosexual yeah i thought oh that yeah was, there was that too i was like oh, okay that's kind of weird <laughs> um so that's when you just start figuring out okay this is like they didn't specifically but okay he's he's crazy yep yeah um but yeah, the cops and the kid show up, save the day, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they take him down. Take him down. There's an there's a scene. There's the like the scene where uh, two where she's still paralyzed on the on the couch. Yes, but that she knows. Yeah, but she knows that the like so, and he was trying to hide behind some curtains and shit, and like she was paralyzed, but like with her eyes trying to like point them like she was like trying yeah. not to let them grab her and take her away to safety she was like yeah pointing her eyes over to the curtains yeah. i was like oh shit and they were kind of like oh poor lady oh. yeah yeah that was pretty neat <laughs> yeah it's good scene good suspense you know i like that so and then all right so now now, how do you want to go about talking about what happens after, after, after all, after the dust is settled? Well, weird as hell. For yeah. one, so after the dust is settled, the dean is killed. Uh, you know, a cop just pops in the head because of I don't know he was yeah. about to kill the student. Yeah, which uh, was probably the least satisfying death scene in the whole movie. Unfortunately, yeah. I was so I was hoping for like an exploding head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep, and they're just looking through stuff. They find the nudie puzzle, and they like and they like lean on a, a bo- the bookshelf, and it yes. like does. It's one of those fake bookshelves that spins around, and the entire body just falls on the kid. Yeah, and so it's like yeah, all the body parts were stitched together of all the victims. Yeah, and then so he's kind of create like a Frankenstein thing, I guess. Maybe. And he kind of does successfully. Apparently, yeah, it because out. the last shot is a hand that one of the hands going up and nut grabbing, like straight up nut yanking with yeah. blood, blood <laughs> and everything. This is the scene where his anatomy came into play. Yeah, the monster creation Frankenstein lady rips his balls off in the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, like wow, that's that's an ending. <laughs> it is the ending. <laughs> I didn't see that coming the first time I saw it. And admittedly, the second time I saw it, like, even though I did see it coming the second time, because I already knew it was coming, because otherwise you can't see it coming unless you know what's happening. Um, the second time, like, I still was just blown away by it because it's like, that's <laughs> such a ridiculous, oh my God. Yeah. Ah, evil genius. Yeah. We, little did we know this was the real science fiction movie. <laughs> right. <movie. laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I guess I think that I think you kind of covered every single little nuance there was to this movie. To be honest, I think you actually talked about every aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a wild, wild one again. It's, it's a wild one, but it's a good time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on it overall? I mean, no, it was fine. Yeah, I did like that. It 
kept me guessing. Mm. Did have some nice twists that I didn't actually expect. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Fine. I'll give her like three stars, I think. Nice. What about you, Zach? Yeah, I give it a three as well. It was cool. overall it was enjoyable, but because it kind of leaned more to the giallo more than a slasher, I think. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of giallos that much. So yeah. But it's decent. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I um yeah, I love this movie. I think it's really fun and crazy and satisfying and <laughs> you know I mean there is a bit of a weird little mystery to it that you know kind of goes in its own odd direction. But yeah, the death scenes were memorable. Um the last the, the final five minute the that twist ending is just legendary. Just I don't know, just one of those like great movies that I just enjoy to kind of chill and watch the craziness ensue. I just love it. You know, I'd give it like three, maybe even four. Like this is definitely the type of movie that I think like I really it's it's a special one to me. You know, so. <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah. I think that just about does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we finish off with pieces, you know. So. Uh, so yeah, now uh, now I guess we shall we shall choose. Uh, let's choose some more '80s movies. Um, and uh, actually, my my choice is a little bit of a it's a video nasty as well. So should we just kind of continue with that theme? And should I start with mine first? Yeah. Okay. Um, mine. Okay, so mine has multiple titles. Um, Nightmare Maker. I think it's also known as like uh, Night Warning or something, and like Butcher Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. It used to be hard to find. Um, that one. Yeah, I've uh, I've never seen it. I want to see it. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. So. I've heard the title for a long time, but never watched it. Yeah, I I think it's called like I think Nightmare Maker. I believe is like the official title, but I could be wrong. The Blu-ray I have is Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I guess that's the title then. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. That's my choice. I'm going to go with the Hong Kong film. Uh, I'm go with The Seventh Curse. Mm, okay, cool. The Seventh Curse, got it. Chow Young mm-hmm. Fat. <laughs> nice. Okay, and I was gonna do the other one that I thought about. Mm. Then, yeah, do you still want to do that? Yeah, I'll do Jim Cotta. Okay, cool. It's gonna be fun. All right, so we got an action movie. Uh, oh wait, okay, so yeah, so we got a Hong Kong style action movie. We got a martial arts oddity (laughs) and uh because i don't know quite how to yeah and then uh and then a sleazy horror movie so should be a fun one hopefully yeah all right excellent well have a good night everybody stay cool and uh lots of love and lots of peace yep have a good one see ya